Blog Talk Radio. Top 12 in yards, top 12 in touchdowns right now, 0-3 in the playoffs. This run that he is on right now can take him out of the seat and put him in a Hall of Fame chair if he wins this Super Bowl. Joe Burrow has led the greatest two-year turnaround in the history of the NFL yeah, Cincinnati. Yeah. What he has done for an organization that people are saying, don't go there and you can't win there and, and they don't spend any money. Right now in the NFL, Cooper Cup is the best wide receiver in yeah, the league. Right now. And I'm not just talking about statistically. Every time you walk into a game, you know that Cooper Cup is going to be the focal point of what the Los Angeles Rams are doing, and no one can do anything about it. To me, Jamal Chase is that dude. This mm-hmm. brother is spectacular. Yeah. It, it, I mean, without question, the offensive rookie of the year. Without question. Opportunity at quarterback. Back up, JT Barrett lost the job there to Dwayne Haskins. Just some some quarterback from Ohio that came in quiet. Not everybody wanted him. Justin Jefferson, two-star recruit, Thad Moss transfer, me transfer. But man, has he emerged this season? Just amazing to see Joe Burrow working tonight. Did Joe have a great week last week? Five touchdowns, only four incompletions in the debut of this new offense. Like I said earlier, just just a kid from Ohio coming down, chasing a dream. Evansville, Mr. Scott Lamb. Happy Super Bowl Sunday to you, sir. 
Yeah, happy Super Bowl Sunday to you, Tom. A bittersweet day because it's the official end of the, the football season. Uh, so that's always something not to look forward to come tomorrow. But we'll be able to talk about the Super Bowl for the next few weeks. And then we start getting into the off season. So but I'm very excited well, yeah. about the game tonight. Yeah, I, I can tell you one thing. If the Bengals pull this off, not only will it be a miraculous win from an underdog team, but it will be from a team that has never – won a Super Bowl ever. I wouldn't even say this is a drought like the Cubs had, uh, you know, before they got their World Series finally. This is one of the biggest droughts ever. They've not even won a uh, playoff game, I believe, since 1990. So uh, when you're looking at these two teams and you look at that matchup, obviously we know that the Rams backed up the Brinks truck to uh, make this happen to get themselves in the Super Bowl. As you look at the two teams in the matchup between two teams, we'll, we'll talk about the money lines here in just a second. But when you look at the, the two teams, what are you looking at? What are the strengths? What are the key points? And, and what are you seeing between these two teams? You know, the way that they, they built their teams are two opposite ends of the, of the spectrum. The Rams went and, you know, sell all their draft capital to to get proven players and, and they and they build from the free agency and and the trades, and then you got the Bengals, and they they built through the draft. They developed all of their players, and uh, it's going to be exciting to watch how those two different molds uh, go in, into the Super Bowl and, and how this game is going to turn out. I think it's a coin flip either way, honestly. Well, Oh, I absolutely agree. It could go either way. You know, certainly if we were to believe the the pronosticators out there, they, they certainly favor the uh, the Rams over the, the Bengals, but the Bengals are a scrappy team. They proved that. Let's walk through both of their journeys here. Start with uh, the Rams and their journey through the playoffs. If we, if we remember and we think back about those games, a win is a win is a win. But they certainly were in it at the end, and sometimes even overtime. Uh, so they were – it wasn't given to them. But it wasn't given to either team. When we look at the Rams, their journey to the Super Bowl, uh, they, they had to work for every bit of it. Yes, complete, completely agree. That, uh, I think the Bengals were a little more of the shock, you know, what they had to go through, and then beating the Chiefs in Arrowhead and beating the Chiefs twice in a span of four weeks. That was – that was that was pretty phenomenal, and I don't think anybody saw that coming. Absolutely. Well, we also uh, love having you on the show because you're our, our our guide through the sports book, if you will, whether it's DraftKings, which uh, I called our good friend uh, Rick up yesterday and said, hey, uh, Rick, you got to walk me through this. <laughs> but I got my DraftKings stuff uh, put together and my uh, my bets taken care of on there. But I know that you're you you have a lot of fun with it. You do well with it. So let's let's pull your ear a little bit. Let's lean on you for a little bit. First of all, let's talk about the money line. What's that? And what's Vegas looking at uh, with the matchup to this evening? So the 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 current spread right now is the uh, Rams by four. Uh, that has fluctuated, and if you look at the the ESPN, uh, the power rankings, and if you follow the FPI or anything, they're projecting the Rams, according to that, to win by about 5.6. So uh, buying the the Rams at four seems to be the good bet. Uh, I am personally going to put the money on the Bengals at plus 7.5, so I'm going to buy a couple more points for the Bengals. I don't know if the Bengals can win, uh, but I do think that they can cover a touchdown in this game. 
Uh, and then when we talk about the over-under, the over-under right now is at 48-and-a-half, and I'm going to buy it to go over 43-and-a-half. So I'm going to do a single-game parlay at Rams at Bengals plus 7-and-a-half and for the game to go over 43-and-a-half. Well, I, I, I kind of played the safe bet, uh, you know, and uh, I just kind of did a very economical thing in which, you know, I guess you bet what you can you, know, you can afford to lose. But I did bet for the Bengals to win, and uh, obviously we're going to have our official picks later on, uh, but we'll, people can take a hint from that. <laughs> I bet on the uh, Bengals to win, uh, the, and the, I did a, another one too with um, um, – the over/under with the Bengals, so uh, we'll see how my how my DraftKings uh, comes out to to play with me. But you know, you, you're I won't say you're a, a pro, but you certainly do it a lot more than than I do. If you're talking to a novice gambler like myself, who's certainly one of the biggest games that people bet on every year is the Super Bowl. What kind of advice you give them? What do you? What, how would you tell them to to do it? You know, right, cautiously. Uh, keep all the safety guards in place. What would you What would you say to to that type of better? Well, so it's it's, it's kind of funny how the lines end up working out the majority of the time. Uh, so, every, you know, the, there's more money to go and root for the underdog and pay and bet on the underdog, uh, but it's not so much necessarily to win, have to bet on that underdog to win outright that you're going to do be successful. It's can that underdog cover the the spread as it currently sits? Uh, so that's where you have to be have some caution. There is root for the underdog, but are you rooting for? Are you going to put your money on them to win outright, or do you just think that they can cover the spread or buy some more points and they can cover? You, you can uh, minimize your your risk by by adding a couple more points, and then you can root for your underdog. Gotcha. I always am a big fan of the underdog, and that's why I like the Bengals here. I mean, you know, I'm obviously a big Colts fan, and Colts uh, fans didn't see a Super Bowl this year. Uh, uh, we'll get to that maybe in just a second. So, I mean, I'll, I'll have to admit, yeah, I'm a bandwagon fan. You know, I, I get I get picked on for that sometimes. But, hey, you know, you got to have somebody to root for in the Super Bowl. And, you know, the Bengals are just an hour or so away, and they are the underdogs. So, for me, it's a – fun team to root for and it's a fun fan base to watch even though i don't like the cubs i'm a cardinals guy uh it's it's fun to watch uh, uh the cubs do well and and how their fans uh inter- interact with with that so uh let's talk a little bit about some of the prop bets that you're so well known for and maybe i'll take a look and see if i can find a way to put some on some of your prop bets um, i would assume that uh uh DraftKings, which is what I use, has some prop bets already built in. But let's talk about a prop bet, what it is, and what what are you looking at as some prop bets uh, for tonight? Uh, so some, something that I'm looking at for, for this game, you know, right off the bat is the Super Bowl MVP. And seven of the last ten times this went to a quarterback. Uh, but there's not a lot of money there. Uh, Matt Stafford is even money if you thought that the, uh, the Rams were going to win and – if they had to do it through the air, uh, Matt, Matt Stafford, he's, he's even money. You, you put down $100, you're going to win $100 uh, if Matt Stafford gets it. And uh, then you got Joe Burrow, who's plus 225. But, again, that goes hand-in-hand hand with do you think that the Bengals can win. Uh, I personally, I'm going in on Cam Akers for this game as a Super Bowl MVP. Uh, he's going to be – he's the running back for the Rams. Uh, and I think that 
the for, to, to be successful in this game, uh, it's not going to be Stafford to Cooper Cup, Stafford to OBJ. I think Cam Akers is going to get a couple touchdowns in this game, and he's going to end up being a Super Bowl MVP. Scott Lamb, good friend of the show from down in Evansville, Indiana. We do appreciate you uh, joining us today. I told you to keep you to a few short minutes. You're more than welcome uh, to stick around if you if you want to, or if you've got to go, that's fine. But let's get your official pick before you go. And and also, uh, what do what are you going to be uh, mowing on? Some Cincinnati chili, some Skyline chili. Uh, what's what's going to be going on on your menu besides beer, which we know would be the case for all of us, me included. Uh, but uh, what uh, uh, what's going on with your, your Super Bowl uh, party gathering or whatever, and uh, who do you got to win the Super Bowl? Well, uh, I'm going to meet up with our good friend Rick Riggin uh, this afternoon uh, with his wife and, and my fiancé, and we are going to go and, and uh, go to our favorite spot, uh, Zapp's Tavern. That's here local, and we're going to uh-huh. dine on some 50 cent, 50 cent uh, chicken wings. 50 chicken wings. Hey, I love it. That's a great gang. I know that whole gang. And, uh, you know, give my love to Sarah, and you guys are look like you're doing great. And, and hopefully you can get back out there on the golf course again. Appreciate you, Scott Lamb. And uh, who's your pick? Uh, I'm going to pick the Rams 26 to 19. And, again, I'm in on Cam Akers to get a couple touchdowns and be the Super Bowl MVP. You are the man. We'll talk with you soon. I appreciate you, sir. All right. Thanks for having me, Tom. Take care. Anytime, buddy. Anytime, buddy. Scott Lamb, good friend of the show, good friend of mine. Uh, and we refer to our, our good friend Rick, which is Rick Rick, and we know him well on this show, especially during college football, Notre Dame football, uh, and certainly his wife and and uh, his fiance Sarah. Great group of people. Uh, certainly one of my uh, my and Melissa's favorite group of people to talk to and hang out with, so love having him on. We're going to do something a little bit different today. We're going to just keep rolling the show. 9.30, we got Ed Kratz coming up, and I believe Mo from the uh, Sports Show, BS Sports Show, is going to join us. We might be running a few minutes late to our live segment, uh, but we were able to catch up with Adam Jividen, our Super Browns fan, and our uh, uh, just all-around college football co-anchor, we were able to catch up with him this week. And so we'll go into his interview segment, Adam Jividen, as we taped it in. And on the other side of that, we'll jump in with Ed Kratz, beat writer for the Philadelphia Eagles, and our official NFL contributor. Presidente, as you might notice, this is a different day of the week. We typically do this show on Saturday, but Sunday is our Super Bowl special, and this is our annual Super Bowl special. Thanks to everybody that's been on so far. I was able to catch up with our next guest here earlier on in the week, Adam Jividen, Super Brown fan. Uh, but always love to have him on and, and talking Super Bowl. We got one for the ages, Super Bowl 56, Adam. We've got the Los Angeles Rams. I, ironically, playing at home. And we've got the Cincinnati Bengals. Well, they've not done this before. Uh, we've got Joe Burrow, and what a, what a great performance that he's been doing. So we'll start with just kind of the overall high-level uh, storylines, and we'll break down the two teams, the obviously the AFC Championship, and that's the Cincinnati Bengals and the NFC Championships and the L.A. Rams. Everybody kind of thought that the L.A. Rams would be right where they're at this year. They kind of bought it. They bought the payroll in, and and they were hoping that, I mean, all hell would break loose if they did not uh, make it to the, the Super Bowl. 
So real quickly, Adam, Jim, and give us your, your thoughts, the, the pros, the cons of both games, and certainly the, the journey for them to get there. Both of them had historic seasons, and let's face it, one of the most epic playoff uh, seasons for a Super Bowl that we've seen in at least my, in a long, long time. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think this was, this was probably – the best playoff run I've ever seen with almost, it felt like every game, the entire playoffs going down to like the last two minutes. I mean, it was just, it was unbelievable. I, I've never seen anything like it. Um, I don't know that we'll ever see anything like it again. It just kind of shows you the level of parody that the league was experiencing this year. Um, and it was just super fun to watch. I, I think this, this is going to be a really interesting Super Bowl because if I'm going to be perfectly honest, I have no idea how the Bengals got here. I, I watched the Bengals a lot this year, and I'm like, it's a good team. It's a, it's a team that's, that's rising. Like, they're a couple years out. And I feel like they kind of got to the Super Bowl by everybody around them collectively falling on their face. And Cincinnati just didn't, um, which is – it speaks to, it speaks to the, the, the strength of, the, of their team and their strength of their leadership. But it was like – at the beginning of this season, there was talks of, is Zach Taylor going to get fired? And not only does he not get fired, they're in the Super Bowl. Like, it's just, it's, it's interesting. Uh, as a Browns fan, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't early in the season. It was about two-thirds of the way through the season. Browns and Bengals matched up in Cincinnati with the Bengals fully healthy, and the Browns kicked the crap out of them. And I remember watching that game going like, Cincinnati needs a few pieces. Now, again, anytime you have a a, a franchise quarterback and some franchise receivers, you can score points and you can – and they've they've scored enough points. And and I don't know what happens to Patrick Mahomes when he plays them, like, in the second half of games because he did it in, like, week 16, too. Uh, They just just kind of fell apart. Now – in terms of matchups goes, this game is going to be decided on the strength of kind of three matchups, mm-hmm. um, in my opinion. Number one is going to be the Rams' D-line against the Bengals' O-line. The Bengals' O-line is one of the worst in football. Um, and, and I say that knowing that, that Burrow got sacked, I believe, what, seven times, nine times in the AFC Championship game? And the Chiefs' D-line is remotely on the Rams' level. Um, so that's that's going to be the big key. Is does does Aaron Donald um, wreak havoc like we expect him to? Can Von Miller in one of his last seasons make enough plays to get things done? I think the next Adam, matchup that I think. Go ahead, Don. No, go right ahead. Finish up. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was just going to say. I think the next matchup that we need to look at is going to be Jalen Ramsey and the Rams' pass defense against. Jamar Chase and T. Higgins and those Cincinnati wide receivers. Um, if mm-hmm. I'm the Rams, I put Jalen Ramsey on T. Higgins and I put bracket coverage on Jamar Chase. It's kind of like what Bill Belichick does. He doesn't put a matchup on a player. He tries to take away your number two and then double teams your number one. And in doing that, it just kind of eliminates your option. That's what I'd be looking at. And then the third, the other, I think, major key to this game is going to be who from the Rams steps up um, in the passing game besides Cooper Cup. We know Cooper Cup is going to – I mean, dude is a ridiculous. He's just a machine. But, you he know, he's going to try to take him away. 
Well, well, absolutely, and I forgot to tell you about the rules. There's no talking about Tom Brady in the Super Bowl special or Bill Belichick. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am just kidding. You know, we haven't really had you on since uh, the retirement of Tom Brady. Real quickly, <clears throat> we don't, certainly don't want to cloud our Super Bowl special here with uh, Tom Brady talk, but, you know, certainly we got to give him credit where credit's due. He's one of the best in the, in the game of all time, certainly in your generation and probably most certainly my generation, uh, to ever play the game. Uh, but Tom Brady retired. Any thoughts on that before we get back on point here? Yeah, you know, I, I, I think this is hard. I, a lot of people say Tom Brady's the GOAT. I heavily disagree. I'll give him a lot of reasons why. Um, Tom Brady is a great winner was on unbelievable teams. I don't want to compare Tom Brady to, like, Robert Ory, but I think Tom Brady is more like Bill Russell. Bill Russell has the most NBA championships, but nobody, like, now that we're out of his career, nobody calls Bill Russell the GOAT because he won the most titles. The GOAT is down to, most people's opinion, one of two players, Michael Jordan or LeBron, right? Bill Mm -hmm. Russell's not even in the conversation. I think, from my perspective... If we're looking at who's the greatest of all time, I'm still looking at two players because they changed fundamentally the way that we see the quarterback position. Joe Montana and Peyton Manning. I'm not saying that Tom Brady isn't a Hall of Famer. I'm not saying he's not one of the best of all time. He is. But everybody seems to forget that those first two Super Bowls he won, he was terrible. They won because of the Patriots' defense. Um, <laughs> He wasn't good in the last Super Bowl, or the last Super Bowl he won in New England against the Rams. That was one of the most pathetic offensive showings I've ever seen in a Super Bowl by both teams. It was atrocious. And then last year, he was all right, but that Tampa Bay defense was just stifling. That's what won them the game. He did have two Super Bowls where you could go like, okay, this happened, and Brady rose up to the occasion. I mean, you're going to have that with seven Super Bowls. But I think, like, I don't – I'm never going to consider Tom Brady the GOAT. I'm never even going to put him in my top five. Well, maybe top five. But I'm not, I'm not putting him five. in my number one or number two slot. That's right. We're talking about that. That's, that's my opinion on Brady. Our Super Browns fan, obviously you know him throughout the NFL season, who helps us break down our college football and uh, NFL with, with the Browns and the Ohio State Buckeyes. You know, as we talked about just a few moments ago, on paper the Stars played for the Rams. I mean, they, they brought out the Brinks truck, and they brought everybody they can. They basically – well, they played by the rules, so we, we'll give them that. But they bought the playoffs. They bought the players to be on the team for this year, for this Super Bowl, for it to happen at L.A. Um, you know, so the it, it always – you would think on paper the, the stars are out to play big games, and, you know, this is going to be a disappointing – uh, thing for the Bengals. But I'm reminded, you know, you know, it's been a few years ago, uh, Sean Payton actually said, you know, that, that there's something to be said about a team that gets on the roll at the right time as a formula to win a Super Bowl. That's exactly what the Bengals have done. And we talk about what they've been able to do in the postseason. And, and, and you know, the whole media and just the, the narrative that was being played out during that game, okay, we're going into overtime, guys, it's over with, go ahead and pack it up. Uh, Patrick Mahomes basically on the sidelines, that's it, that's all we needed, because everybody expects Patrick Mahomes to do uh, what he was able to do before in other games in the overtime situation, wasn't able to do that with 
uh, with uh, the Bengals. So I'm excited for the Bengals. Uh, we're going to save our, our Super Bowl picks <clears throat> till the end of the show. I know you won't be with us in, on the end of the show. I appreciate you catching up with us earlier on the week. So before we let you go, we will get your uh, pick, and uh, we'll make sure that we've, we've got that. And we'll just have to – everybody else will just have to make their, their picks as, as we go along. Let's talk about the matchup here while we've got some time. Uh, Adam, we are, you already mentioned this, but this is certainly well worth mentioning. One of the – probably the, the matchups of all matchups is, uh, you know, Jalen Ramsey and Jamar Chase. I mean, this is the battle we'll watch on Sunday. It's the best quarterback of football against the best rookie receiver in the biggest game of the year. And uh, so what are your thoughts? A matchup between Jalen Ramsey and uh, Jamar Chase. Yeah, like I said, if I'm the Rams defense, I'm going to actually take Jalen Ramsey and put him on T. Higgins and then use one of my safeties and their number two corner to bracket double coverage Jamar Chase. Now, will that happen? I don't know. Do I think because, like, there's some ego on ego and Jalen Ramsey has already said he wants to cover Jamar Chase one-on-one, that that's going to end up happening? Yes. It's going to be awesome. (laughs) I'm I'm really excited as someone who used to coach uh, secondary players and wide receivers. I'm thrilled to be able to watch the matchup of, of who uses leverage, who pushes you know, is Chase trying to get to the outside? Is Chase trying to take the inside? Is, is Ramsey, who is a physical specimen, is he going to um, try to dictate a certain area or a certain leverage? Is he going to – is Burrow going to throw it up? Do we get a couple jump balls where we see who tra- who's tracking the ball better? It's going to be awesome. And I think this is going to be one where I, I hope that in the future, um, when this game is done – I will personally try to find an all-22 film and just literally watch that matchup every single play um, to be able to see how they're working each other, how they're trying to, you know, utilize um, different areas of the field to their advantage. You know, Burrow and, and Chase, because of their time at LSU, have an unbelievable chemistry together. Are they able to use that to burn Ramsey? It's just, it's, it's very exciting as someone myself who loves really great um, outside play from corners and from wide receivers. To just watch that is, is, is awesome. And I'm really looking forward to it because we don't get a lot of chances like this. I mean, Jamar Chase, in my opinion, is the best rookie receiver to come into the league since Randy Moss. Mm-hmm. So we're totally looking great. at, like you said, the best, the, best rookie, the best rookie receiver to come in in a long time. And the dude that is, I mean, he is well on his way to a maybe not first ballot, maybe first ballot, Hall of Fame career at corner in Jalen Ramsey. I mean, it's just you can't ask for this stuff um, as a football fan. It is this is what we kind of like salivate for. So real quickly, one more matchup. I still got some time here for you. Again, Beast versus this might be more of our David and Goliath story of, of the day, Cooper Cup uh, versus Mike Hilton. You know, no disrespect to Hilton, but any matchup that features Coop is one of the best that will favor uh, the, the Rams receiver. And he's been the best wide out in football and borderline un 
coverable all season is. It's hard for me to believe that Hilton can hang with him for the entire game. The Bengals will need to, to double-team Coop, which is going to leave uh, some open holes in, uh, in other spots, and bracket him with a safety over the top or linebacker or underneath because he's a Matthew St- uh, Stafford's go-to guy. And in the last three of seven games, Coop was held under 100 yards. Uh, the Rams lost. Uh, so it's a stat to remember, but you got to think that the Bengals – and they're and they're 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 planning every scheme around uh, Coop, and then okay, we're going to have to double double team this guy. Uh, you, you know, Hilton's not going to be able to hang with him the whole game. One would think, and we might be surprised about that if that happens. But uh, real quickly, one last matchup: uh, Beast versus, or maybe the David and Goliath scenario here: Cooper uh, Coop uh, uh, versus Mike Hilton. Yeah, you know, I, this one's interesting because Jesse Bates is the, is the Cincinnati safety that they used to, to bracket Tyreek Hill last week. And Bates did a really good job. There's a major difference, though, between Tyreek Hill and Cooper Cup. Tyreek Hill is known as one of the fastest receivers in the league, if not the fastest receiver in the league. He usually beats based off of speed. Cooper Cup, not saying he's slow, he also is – a fast because he is a wide receiver in the NFL, but he wins because his football IQ is off the charts. He knows based off of the coverage, based off of the coverage, where he needs to go, where he needs to sit, and how to run that route. Cooper Cup is is a technician. If you are sitting at home and you're watching the Super Bowl and your son plays wide receiver. Have him watch Cooper Cup. I remember when I was a kid and there was a player that played for the Minnesota Vikings that went to the Ohio State named Chris Carter, and my dad goes, watch Chris Carter run routes. Watch Jerry Rice run routes. They get open not because they are more physically talented than everybody else, but because they use they, – they run routes that are absolute perfection and know how to read a defense in the middle of a route. That is Cooper Cup. That is what makes him special. So do I think that Cincinnati is going to bracket him and try to take him away? Yes. But Cooper Cup is just – he's been in a zone the last couple of years where he just knows what to do and what the defense is trying to do and is already just on the fly in his young career knowing how to counteract what the defense is trying to do to stop him so that he's essentially, you know – going to get opening and going to get where he – it's unbelievable. It, it's, I think the best receiver if, for all of our Indianapolis faithful that compares to Cooper Cup is we all remember Marvin Harrison. Marvin wasn't the biggest dude. He wasn't the fastest dude. He had unbelievable hands, but he could always get open because he knew – and he was his precise routes and precision with his quarterback got him open even when he wasn't open. Adam, Jim, and Ann, we appreciate you joining us earlier on in the week and uh, catching up with us to uh, record a segment for our Super Bowl special. Uh, we're going to get everybody else's picks at the end of the show, but let's go ahead and get yours, your official pick for Super Bowl 56 in Los Angeles. It's over there on the couch. Um, this one is tough. I've been battling back and forth on this for a while. I, I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I think it's going to be a really exciting game. We're not looking at, like, Pats Rams uh, a few years ago. <laughs> that game was miserable. Um, I think we're legitimately looking at 
something. It's on the couch, bud. Um, I think <laughs> we're legitimately looking at something like, um, I'm thinking like 38 to 42, 44. I'll go 38, 44. Rams win the Super Bowl. Sean McVay right, gets but, his title in his second trip. All right, buddy. We appreciate you coming on. We'll talk with you soon. You have yourself a good Super Bowl. Thanks. You too, Tom. Bye-bye. Adam Jovedin, Super Browns fan, joins us uh, earlier on this week and taped uh, our segment for our Super Bowl special. My name is Tom Marquis. More to come on Super Bowl special right here on the Balance Radio Network. Grab a sweetheart and spin a whip. Do the hold down and get into it. Take it to the left now and dip with it. Don't throw down. Take a step with it. Now hang back with your head. Spin it. Let's have some fun. Oh. To the left, to the left now. To the right, to the right. Now take. All right, and welcome back to The Balance. Like I said, that was a recorded segment that we caught up with Adam Jividen, Super Browns fan, Super Buckeyes fan, joins us a lot during our college football segment to break down uh, the uh, the NFL and the college football with us. Also, earlier on in the show, to start the show off, Scott Lamb, good friend of the show from down in Evansville, uh, breaking down the Bengals and the Rams. Joining us now, though, I tell you what, it's been a while since we've had him on the show. I almost got to do a full new introduction, but Mo from the BS Sports Show, welcome back to the balance, sir. Thank you, brother. Hey, man, good to have you. Also, you know Ed, Ed Kratz, beat writer for the Philadelphia Eagles, and uh, SI.com, our official NFL contributor. Welcome on Super Bowl Sunday, Ed. Hey, hello, guys. Welcome back, Mo. Long time. Thank you. Thank you. It, uh, it, uh, Okay, you're cutting out there a little bit, buddy, but uh, we'll we'll go ahead and dive into the smoke. Can you hear us? <clears throat> yeah, I got you guys. Okay, great, great. All right, guys, let's just uh, kind of just uh, go around the table here. Obviously, this is a huge game for both the Rams and the Bengals. We'll start with you, Mo. I know you cover a lot with the Browns uh, in, in the Cleveland market area, Chicago market area, but Cincinnati not that far away. Still in, in Ohio, Cincinnati, obviously just an hour away from Indianapolis where I'm located at. Uh, the Cincinnati Bengals, they scrapped their way all the way here, but you got to like uh, Joe Burrow and uh, at the at the quarterback round with the the uh, uh, Bengals. What are your thoughts there, Mo? I almost said Browns. When I talked to Mo, I think I got to talk about the Browns, but we're, we're talking about the Bengals. <laughs> Go ahead, buddy. I mean, nobody's talking about the uh, Browns in the area. It's uh, <laughs> it's been all Joe Bur- all Joe Burrow all the time. I mean, you know, the kids got Moxie. You know, it, it's it's a guy that you want to see on the football field play, and it's a guy you want to see win because he goes out there and just gives it his all. I, I I've, I've ridden the uh, the Bengals uh, money wise all the way through the playoffs so far. I, I love watching this kid play. I'm excited to see them play today. And uh, let's look at this matchup between the Bengals and the Rams. Uh, obviously, Matthew Stafford and Joe Burrow uh, matchup. And when you look at this game and this matchup. You, look, you clearly see the underdog scenario here. Uh, but, you know, got to g- give your hats off to Joe Burrow and Matthew Stafford. But they both 
this wasn't given to them, uh, even though at the beginning of the season, everybody said the Rams were going to be in the Super Bowl. They backed up the Briggs truck, and, okay, they're here. But they certainly – it wasn't given to them by, by uh, predestination, if you will, Ed. Uh, yeah, no. I mean, the Bengals had to <clears throat> earn their way in. I mean, they beat the number one seed on the road, and then they turned around and beat the number two seed on the road. I mean, it's uh, they had to earn their way in. And uh, here they are. And uh, I would think, you know, 70% of America is probably rooting for them now that they're in because, you know, they, they're kind of the underdog. They haven't been to the Super Bowl for 33 years. They've never won a Super Bowl. And, frankly, I'm glad they're not playing the San Francisco 49ers in the Super Bowl because they've been there, done that, even though it was forever ago. But, you know, it's nice to always play, you know, a different team. Whereas, you know, <laughs> with the Eagles, they've been in – well, they've been in three, but two of those were against the Patriots and Tom Brady. So, you know, you always like to see somebody different get in there. And, um, you know, here the Bengals are, and I think they're kind of America's sweethearts at this point. Mo, as we look at these uh, – start looking at some of these matchups. and we look at Stafford uh, matched up, um, what, what, what are your thoughts when we look at the matchups overall? We'll, get, we'll go through some of these here in just a second. But just the overall matchups between the Rams and – I mean, you, we just talked about Joe Burrow, but what are your thoughts about Matthew Stafford on that matchup? Obviously, Matthew Stafford and Joe Burrow, with, I mean, Matthew Stafford with the Rams. Well, you know, uh, Jesse Bates is from my hometown, so we had a chance to talk to him uh, a week or so ago, and I think it's something that he's looking forward to. You know, Matt Stafford's a fantastic quarterback. He's got a lot of weapons, uh, but something that Jesse said to us is a lot of times lately he's seen his eyes just focusing one place too long, and that's what he thinks that, the, that his defensive backfield can take advantage of. Uh, you know, we've seen Matthew Stafford this year, especially against, uh, you know, Tampa Bay late in that playoff game, you know, make some mistakes. So, uh, you know, Jesse said they're they're looking to, when he starts keying those eyes in one spot too long, he thinks it's something they can take advantage of. He knows they have a, a, a tough matchup, uh, you know, against the, the weapons that they do have. Uh, if they do a lot of double coverage against Cooper Cup, that leaves Odell Beckham to kind of, have his moment, uh, if you will, and, and step up. So, but uh, you know, the the Bengals, in no way, he said, feel out of it. They feel like they can hang with the, this team uh, all game long. We're talking with Mo for the BS Sports Show and Ed Kratz, beat writer for the Philadelphia Eagles and SI.com, uh, our official NFL contributor. This is our official. I always like to use the word official. Our annual uh, Super Bowl special. So excited about Super Bowl Fifty Six out. In Los Angeles, it's going to be kind of hot today. It's going to be one of the hottest on record. I think it's somewhere around 86 degrees at, at kickoff. Uh, so that's, that might play in, in, into the fact. But, you know, before this season, the Bengals had not won a playoff game since 1990 when they beat the Oilers, which we now obviously know is now the Titans, the longest drought in, in, the, in the four major North American uh, sports. If we look at this matchup, if the, if the Bengals are going to, going to win, they're going to have to uh, add, uh, rely heavy on Joe Mixon. Of course, he's going to be matched up against Tony Michael. Uh, when you look at those two, that matchup between Michael and Mixon, that's a great matchup. But, uh, you know, the, the Mixon's just one of the beasts uh, that, that the Bengals have got to rely on tonight if they're going to beat the Rams out in L.A. Yeah, I think, you know, yeah, absolutely Mixon has to play his part, especially on the on the ground, um, because to me, you know, one of the key matchups in this game is in the trenches, you know, with the defensive line 
of the Rams. You know, they were third in the league in sacks this year with 50 of them. You know, obviously Aaron Donald led the way there with 12 and a half. And then you have Von Miller and uh, Leonard um, on the, you know, on the inside. And those guys are also very good at pressuring the quarterback. So, one of the weaknesses, of course, everybody seems to think is the Bengals' offensive line. So how do you, you know, kind of counteract that that rush of the, of the Rams? And, you know, one of those ways is to use Joe Mixon and try to, you know, create some second and shorts or third and shorts. You don't want to play behind the sticks. You don't want to be sitting at a second and 12, you know, after a two-yard loss by Mixon. You know, that line is going to have to, uh, open some holes from him for him and even get him involved maybe in the short passing game. And, you know, that's another area that can counteract this Rams defensive line with is the short passing or the quick passing game, I should say, of the Bengals. Barrow is pretty good at getting the ball out of his hands quickly, uh, you know, to, to those receivers that he has, which are very good, Higgins and, and of course, Chase. But, you know, also Mixon, you know, he's going to have to be a part of that, that quick passing game, get the ball out quick. So, uh, that Rams pass defense can't get home. And that's why it's going to be important to stay out of second and 12s or, you know, or third and nines, you know, the, those long down situations. You're going to have to win first down to kind of set yourself up for a decent drive to score points against this Rams team. Um, because I think it's going to be hard to get the ball deep against this secondary. It's a secondary that, of the Rams that, you know, I think is uh, tied for first in interceptions with 19. Uh, of them in the league, so it's not just Jalen Ramsey. You know they get uh, play good play on that back end from from everybody. Um, so, but to me, it starts in the trenches, and you know to help offset it, Joe Mixon's going to have to good have a good game. Uh, Mo, you got any thoughts on on Michael and Mixon matchup? <laughs> yeah, you know I agree with that. I, I think Mixon's going to be a huge part of this because you're going to like he said, want to get some of that short passing game, uh, you know, involved in Tyler Boyd uh, and T Higgins are going to have to be involved early in order to, uh, you know, kind of keep some of those double teams, maybe off Jamar Chase. It's going to be up to Jamar Chase to, to work himself up on a Joe Burrow to throw him open because I think there's no way the Rams are going to let Jamar Chase beat them. So it's going to be important for those other players around him, the, the Tyler Boyds, the, the T Higgins, the Joe Mixons to be heavily involved. You know, this next matchup, guys, uh, Coop, uh, Cooper, Coop, uh, just an odd way it rolls off the tongue there, Cooper, Coop, uh, and Jamar Chase. Obviously, Jamar Chase, one of the premier players in the league, probably the best that we've ever seen in a rookie in a, in a long, long time. Uh, these two here, we often think that the MVP of the Super Bowl should automatically go to the quarterback, whoever is the winning quarterback. And that very well may follow suit today. I hope that they will look at a, a couple situations. But I honestly think that it, between one of these two players, Coop and Chase, if they play the way that we've seen them play all year long, and the MVP of the Super Bowl should go to them. Uh, what are your thoughts, Ed? One of them, I should say, not necessarily both of them, but one of them. Yeah, I mean, listen, it's going to be the quarterback that wins it. I mean, you never see a receiver win this award just because it's the quarterback who gets them the ball. But, you know, certainly both those guys could have huge games. I mean, Cooper Cup has had, you know, one of the best receiving, you know, seasons in the NFL, almost 2,000 yards in the regular season, 16 touchdowns, 145 catches. I mean, he's just been – 
unstoppable. And to be honest, I don't think the Bengals are going to stop him either. I mean, Cooper Cup is going to have a huge game. Um, probably should have been the MVP of the league. You know, I had a vote in the Pro Football Writers Association, and I really wrestled over picking Aaron Rodgers and Cooper Cup, and I, I kind of just went with the group think and went with Aaron Rodgers. But, but you know, I, I, I just love the season <laughs> Cooper Cup has had. But, but again, the MVP. You know, I listen. I, I think the MVP could come. If it's not going to be a quarterback, I'm not sure it's going to be a receiver. I, I think it could be a defensive player. You know, it depends how, you know, Aaron Donald to me is, you know, this is his second time in the Super Bowl. They lost just three years ago, and he's 30 years old. You don't know how many of these opportunities you get. He's the best defensive tackle, maybe the best defensive player in the NFL. Um, and I think he has a chance to have a monster game. And if he can impact the game and, and you know, get after Joe Burrow and shut down that run game, I, you know, you could look to the defensive side of the ball with someone like an Aaron Donald winning this thing, or even a Von Miller off the edge, another guy that has won a Super Bowl, has played in the league for a long time. So I'm not sure the receivers would win it. Usually the quarterback gets the, the votes on, you know, you know, if a receiver has 150 yards, a lot of the times the quarterback has maybe 300 yards because he's throwing the other guys too. So hard to beat a quarterback. But if a defensive guy can dominate, I can see a defensive player winning it. Ed, you mentioned uh, uh, you mentioned uh, <laughs> a guy from Denver. I, I literally just forgot Ron Miller. the word. Ron Miller. Ron Miller. I don't think that the MVP of the Super Bowl should ever go to a higher gun. Just saying. <laughs> can yeah. we call it? Can we finally call it what it is? If that's all he is, we're, we're the Rams. Von Miller is a yeah. hard gun well, for the Rams. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, he's he's a piece they brought in late in the season, <laughs> so yeah, I guess you can call him that. But uh, <laughs> listen, if he goes out and sacks Burrow three times and that's right. you know has an interception or something, you know, you can't say, hey, he's a hired gun. I'm not going to give him the award. You know, he, if he goes out and earns it, then. You may as well give right. it. Might as well earn the money, right? Uh, Mo, what are your yeah. thoughts on the MVP of the, of the Super Bowl? As we said, it always seems to go to the quarterback. You mentioned a couple of names there. Your, your thoughts on the MVP of the Super Bowl? Yeah, I mean, you know, I think we we saw Von Miller win a Super Bowl MVP. So there's a guy that has some experience right. being a, an MVP of a Super Bowl. So. Uh, you know, it's definitely a possibility. We saw a, a very tight-knit game that year against the uh, the Broncos and the Panthers. Nobody wowed on the offensive side. So, you know, Ed's right. It, it very well could be a defensive player if, if that uh, Rams defensive line has a game uh, like some of those teams have had against that Bengals offensive line. You could very well see one of those guys. Uh, you know, you, uh, a couple of big interceptions returned for touchdown by a Jalen Ramsey type you could see. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Ed's right. There's there's usually no way around the fact that the quarterback who has the ball in his hand every play at some point is going to be the Super Bowl MVP. And tonight, with these two guys uh, playing each other with Matthew Stafford and Joe Burrow, uh, you assume that one of these guys is going to win this game for their team. And, and so it, it's very likely that we see Joe Burrow or Matthew Stafford hoisting the uh, the MVP trophy at the end of the night. I tell you what, you know, that, that's uh, a good point. Go yeah. Von Miller, I forgot. He, Von Miller did win the MVP, and I think I think he was the last defensive player to win the MVP. I had forgotten that. That was, you know, when he was with the Broncos, and then Malcolm Smith, I think, won it a couple years before that with Seattle. But, you know, I think they're, and I think Ray Lewis won it once, and I'm just trying to think of defensive guys that 
not many win it on the defensive side of the ball. So uh, you really have to do something exceptional to kind of wrest that award away from a quarterback. But I, I could see this being the kind of game where that happens. I don't know why. It's just, you know, uh, I've been wrong many times, and I'll probably be wrong again by thinking that. But it wouldn't surprise me. You're always right on this show, Ed. Always right. <laughs> Why, come on, but, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> Except for this time with Aaron Rodgers. Now, I won't take anything away from Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers certainly is one of the premier uh, quarterbacks of all time. Tom Brady, no, but who is Tom Brady? Tom Brady's in a world of all, all of his own. He, he, he did get the MVP. Now we start talking about it, and we can, we can go in the weeds just a little bit here, but we can kind of start talking about it in the offseason what's going to be happening with the Aaron Rodgers uh, watch, if you will, air quotes. We've always had, like, the Tom Brady air quotes, and I heard something, you'll hear it later on in the show, from Walt Ferber, uh, Hall of Fame broadcaster here in Indiana, WITZ in Jasper. He mentioned a, a rumor that he had heard, and again, it'll be in this tape segment later on in the show. It'll be more about that. But he had heard that Tom Brady might actually be thinking about going to the San Francisco 49ers, just a rumor. But speaking of rumors, Aaron Rodgers out there, and everybody's wanting a piece of him. A lot of people think he'll just stay with Green Bay. I have to admit that the Colts, I've heard through the, the grapevine that the Colts are going to try to talk with him and see if they can't make something happen. Again, as you and I have talked about, Ed, with Carson Wentz, that's going to be a hard uh, bullet to, to bite off. Uh, whoever picks up Carson Wentz and however that, that comes together. But let's go around the table here. We'll start with you, Mo. Where does uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers end up next year? Oh, I, I mean, Green Bay, to me, unless somebody wows them and, and mortgages you know, the next five years of their team to try to pry him away from Green Bay, I think there's no way that uh, that you see Green Bay moving on. I think that – I don't know that they love the audition they saw from Jordan Love earlier on this year. And plus, you know, you got to remember that, that Devontae Adams is a guy, uh, you know, who I, I think is going to be tied to Aaron Rodgers no matter where he goes. Aaron Rodgers leaves Green Bay, and, and I, I think Devontae Adams is, is uh, you know, packing his bags behind him. But I, I don't know that – any team is going to come off that much for Aaron Rodgers. He's still fantastic, still plays at a high level like Tom Brady at, you know, what is sadly an advanced stage in the NFL, uh, which makes all us older people feel bad about ourselves. But, <laughs> it, uh, you know, it, it, it's, it's just to a point to where if you're Green Bay, what does that trade package look like that you say, yep, all right, let's, let's just in the MVP. I don't know. I, I can't see a place that he's at other than being number 12 uh, in the uh, in the green and gold. Uh, Ed, what are your thoughts on Aaron Rodgers next season? Uh, yeah, I mean, Mo makes great points. I mean, certainly you have to not only come up with a package, but you have to have room, you know, on your salary cap to take on an Aaron Rodgers type salary. And then if you, throw in Devontae Adams as well, you know, that's, that's two big salaries you're going to be taking on. So you have to be a team that can figure out how to make that work and and then come up with a package for Rodgers that's going to be probably astronomical, which, you know, for how old is he now? 39 years old. I mean, how how much do you want to give up for a quarterback that may only have another year or two left? I don't know. Um, Obviously Denver, has been mentioned as one of those teams that could be in play because Nathaniel Hackett went over from Green Bay to be the head coach of the Broncos. So, you know, maybe there's a connection there. I don't know, you know, what each, each, of, each of those men think of each other. 
Um, but, you know, the Broncos certainly would be very happy to move on from Teddy Bridgewater. In fact, I think they will um, in the offseason in some shape or form, whether it's in the draft or, you know, another quarterback. But, I mean, yeah, to me right now, I, I would think I agree with Mo that it's probably going to be back in Green Bay or he's going to retire. Um, and I and I wouldn't rule that out either as a possibility. Um, but, yeah, I, I think right now if I had to bet, I would probably put my money on Rodgers staying in Green Bay. Denver, obviously a possibility because of the connection with Nathaniel Hackett and then retirement. Um, and, there, you know, there might be some other teams get into play to here. You mentioned the 49ers. Perhaps Brady would go play for them, which would be interesting because – you know, they drafted Trey Lance, who had third overall last year, didn't get anything out of their first-round pick this year and still made the NFC Championship game. Uh, Jimmy G, I don't think, will be back in San Francisco. So maybe Rodgers goes to the 49ers. I don't know what the connection would be there, but uh, they're a team, obviously, that's close to the Super Bowl. I don't think Rodgers would go to a team that isn't close to going to the Super Bowl. Um, so, you know, maybe the 49ers are in play there, too, but uh, – I don't know. I, I think he stays in Green Bay or or he retires. We're talking with Ed Kratz, beat writer for the Philadelphia Eagles and Insight.com, official NFL contributor. Mo from the BS Sports Show comes back. The prodigal son has come home for a while, <laughs> at least for today. <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll feed you the fatted calf. Uh, you know, let's get back on point. Obviously, this is our annual Super Bowl special. We're talking about quarterbacks, and let's start with Joe Burrow, and, and let's just kind of illuminate him for a moment. Uh, Joe Burrow has the opportunity to do something tonight that no quarterback has ever done in NFL history, and that is to win the Triple Crown. When we think about Triple Crown. We think of the, uh, the Kentucky Derby and the, and the, and the horse race. But here's the thing with with Joe Burrow. He'll be the if he wins the Super Bowl tonight. And of course, he's got to hit that accomplishment first for this to, to come true. But if he wins tonight, he'll get the uh, triple crown, which I don't think has ever happened again. And, and maybe some fact checkers will let me know that I'm wrong on this. But to win a a Heisman Trophy, to win a college football national championship, and to win a Super Bowl uh, is the first time that's ever happened. And I, I, let's talk a little bit about Joe Burrow, and then we'll move over to Matthew Stafford. I do want to get both sides of the, of the of the ball on both teams here while we still got you guys. I don't know how long you can stay, Mo, uh, but you're more than welcome to stay as long as as you want. Um, but in nine one seven eighty nine eight five one six is our digits. If you guys, if anybody wants to call and join uh, the conversation, we'll start with you, uh, Joe. Uh, Joe, hey, hey, you got a new name, Mo. You're now Joe, okay? <laughs> You're Joe for the rest of the day. You, you are Joe, Joe Burrow. Uh, but we got Joe Burrow. What a, what a great story he is, and what could that actually say? He's won everywhere he went. He's just a, basically a year off from uh, you know the MCL and knee injury that he had, and so really what we're seeing is a first round draft pick. Well, they were both first round draft picks, but what we're seeing with Jeff Burrow is something really, really special in quarterbacks that maybe have gone under the, the radar and not noticed till this past weekend. Mo? Well, if the Bengals plus four and a half comes in, I'll change my name to Joe. I don't care. Uh, you know, it, it's, it, it's, it, it's fun. He's a fun guy to watch and he's a guy, you know, not a lot of people walk away as a quarterback from uh, Ohio State, which it made me more than happy. While uh, you know, while I, I was, while I'm on the air in Ohio to uh, 
kind of give a middle finger to some of those Ohio State fans. But you know, went to LSU. You know, ha- had a fantastic, uh, had had a fantastic, uh, you know, very short career at LSU. Uh, you know, comes in the NFL, plays very well, has a major injury, and, and now you know we see him come back. And again, just like I talked about earlier, it's the moxie that this kid has. He believes that he's going to go out and dominate every game. And not that every football player doesn't believe that, but just to watch, and he looks like he has fun doing it, you know, getting sacked nine times uh, in one of the games and still comes out firing and looks like he's having fun doing it. Uh, you know, for me, that's the fun about Joe Burrow. Like, you, you watch this team this year, and you don't feel like they're ever out of it. And, you know, for most teams, getting down that early to Kansas City by that much, sorry, that's the game. Uh, you know, and, and I know a few friends that turned it off. And what a mistake that was. What a, what a fun team that this kid leads. Uh, you know, and, and we don't talk about kickers very often either, but man, the, the balls on Evan McPherson, their kicker, just, you know, I love the confidence that that kid has. It's a fun, fun team. And Joe Burrow leads that team. uh, And, and they're exuding confidence. You know, everybody talks about him being underdogs today. You can't ask one guy on that team that doesn't believe that, that honestly doesn't believe that they're going to win this football game today. So that's what, uh, that's what I love about watching Joe Burrow. Well, I think Joe Burrow is great. He's fun to watch. He, he, he looks like a combination between Vanilla Ice and Eminem and uh, <laughs> a kid in high school. I don't know. He's fun, he's fun to, to watch. We like to, uh, you know, poke, poke jokes and memes at him, but he has certainly earned his spot in the Super Bowl. Uh, Ed, what do you thought us about Joe Burrow? And, heck, you know, the, if he gets his triple crown, that's a pretty major accomplishment. Yeah, it, 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 couldn't he tie like Joe Montana and Joe Namath for doing that? Uh, someone you that might be right. Quarterback you might be right. Won a national title and a Super Bowl. Uh, yeah, so yeah, I think I Montana think that, I and think Namath missing have done there. That. Were were both of those were they Heisman Trophy winners as well though? That would be the it, thing that I would have wanted to check on. But you might be right. Yeah. Again, I yeah, I'm, I'm using my uh, my brain, which is not. Always functionable, so <laughs> I know. And I don't know. Maybe Monos, but I think, or maybe it's a quarterback that have has will have won a Super Bowl in his second season in the league. I think Namath and Montana did that. Two guys named Joe. I don't know. There's some stat there with the two other Joes, and because I remember thinking, you know, it's pretty cool because I named my son Joe, and you know, when I named him Joe, I have a friend named Joe, and he said, "Why would you name your son Joe?" Because I. I know I've been in many bars in my life where you hear someone say, hey, Joe, and, like, five guys turn around. Like, it's such a common name. So I'm like, two, well, it's too late right now. You know, my son's name's Joe. It is what it is. But, uh, guys, but yeah, Joe guys, Burr is per- Two guys named Joe and a guy named Mo walk into a bar. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, so, yeah, I, yeah, Joe Burr. But, you know, listen, Mo brings up a point, like – Two prop bets, you know. Super Bowl is always about prop betting, and sure, uh, uh, one of them with Joe Burrow is will he run for more or less than eleven and a half yards in the game? And uh, you know that's an interesting. He's not he's not a running quarterback like, uh, but he can gain yards. But you know he's not a guy like obviously you know Mahomes can hurt you with his legs and Josh Allen and in Philadelphia you have Jalen Hurts that can pick up yards with his legs. But, you know, Burrow doesn't run. So that's an interesting prop bet with Burrow. Will he or won't he run for 11 and a half yards? And then Mo, Mo said a lot of people clicked out of that game last week with the Chiefs up. Or, yeah, I guess it was two weeks ago now, 20 to three. The Chiefs are up. I think it was 20 to three. And, you know, the Bengals aren't doing much. And 
Uh, another prop that I think is uh, will the largest lead of the game be more than 14 and a half points or less than 14 and a half points? Which, which, you know, will that be, what will be the largest lead within the game? Plus 14 and a half or minus 14 and a half. So those are just two interesting prop bets. And, you know, I can tell you where I fall on both of them because as I, I've been thinking of betting them, but I didn't, but you know, I, I think the lead will be less, less than 14 and a half within the game. And I think Burrow will run for more than 11 and a half yards because I think he'll be, he'll feel some heat and I think he's going to want to get out of the pocket. So I think he'll go for more than 11 and a half yards on the ground. And I think that largest lead within the game will be less than 14 and a half points, but you know, don't go out and wager the house on what I'm telling you. Because, you know, I don't want to be held responsible. Yeah, you're 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 responsible. You know, Melissa yeah. and I yesterday said, okay, let's let's just do a little bit. So we, uh, I have the the uh, sports book app. So I never used it before. I was going to use it and then I didn't. And I thought, okay, let's just go ahead and do it. And so I called our good friend Rick Ruggin up. I said, all right, Rick, you got to walk me through this. So I ended up doing a a bagels to win, and then a a under uh, under over under uh, with with the uh, with the bangles. We'll see what what happens. Mo, we talked with Scott Lamb at the very beginning of the show from Evansville. He's a good friend of ours. He's also a money line guy. But I know you follow uh, the money line or. or Last time we talked, when we left, left when we left, when we last saw Mo, he was. There. <laughs> but I know you know a lot about this, so we, we have fun with the prop bets and we have fun with Super Bowl. Maybe the novice better, and I know we've talked about this about every year, but maybe the novice better who who really don't know a lot about betting or don't do a lot like today is the first time in many years that I've actually voted. Uh, bet on a Super Bowl, and it's the first time I've ever done it on my phone with a sports book uh, with DraftKings. Uh, free promotion there for them. I, I need them to give me some free promo codes or something. Uh, but Mo, what, what are your thoughts as as, as uh, people think about opening up a sports book app, whether it be DraftKings or what have you, and decide, hey, this is what I want to do? How can maybe you guide the the novice uh, betters who aren't as experienced as some people are? Well, if you're looking to make money without spending a lot of money to do it, uh, parlays are the only way to make big money. You know, I, I think uh, I made so much this year that DraftKings sent me a tax form, which sucks. But uh, <laughs> you know, I, I, I took the I took the Bengals plus the points uh, for this game. Uh, one of the prop bets that Ed mentioned I took uh, in this game: Joe Burrow over the 11 yards. It's too bad they don't count the yards he runs away from defensive guys in the backfield because he'd have over 100 every game. Uh, I took that. Uh, and then the ones that uh, that I've scored big on this year uh, are anytime touchdown scores. You know, you've uh, for uh, you know eight weeks I rode Jonathan Taylor to huge wins, but uh, anytime touchdown scores parlayed, uh, same game parlays with uh, with other ways as a way to bet twenty dollars. You know, and and uh, uh, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, now I, I bet twenty bucks and walked away with over a thousand dollars just off uh, you know same game parlay. So those are the easiest ways to bet a little bit to win a lot. You know, they don't come in all the time, but if you're looking to bet and have fun and watch the game and make big money and, and spend $20, that's uh, that's my advice to do it so you're not spending a bunch of money. And if it comes in, it, it's a lot of fun. Well, I may have to get in touch with you later today and have you walk me through that. Joining us now is Hassan from out in Los Angeles, Hassan, or actually Sacramento. How are you, sir? Hey, Tom. How you doing? Good. Uh, full disclosure, Hassan is one of my colleagues in my my real job that pays the mortgage and stuff. Hassan, I know you went to USC. You're a Rams guy, uh, and 
calling in the show today to talk about your Rams. Uh, we've been getting a lot, giving a lot of love the first half of the show to the Bengals. Let's let's give some love to Matthew Stafford and the Rams. Uh, I know you're all geared up. I've I've seen your gear and you're you're ready to go with the Rams. And you know, even though you went to USC, you, we could point out though that you were there in some of the dominant years. But go ahead, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I uh I so yeah, I to to be clear, I started going to USC in twenty fourteen. So well just before the Rams made their move. Uh, but uh what really made me a Rams fan was uh, Todd Gurley, but I learned early not to uh not to be too attached to a running back. Uh, and that was kind of my first <laughs> lesson in the NFL in becoming an NFL fan. So um, I mean, it's 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 kind of funny now because now we pretty much have every piece, uh, and maybe the running back is maybe the you know don't get me wrong, Rams running back is great, but probably one of the more forgettable parts of the team as opposed to you know Stafford. You got OBJ and his story. You've got Von Miller come into the team, um, and of course uh, Donald is a beast. So. I think it's a, a, a great buildup today because uh, it's uh, it's kind of David versus Goliath. I mean, I've seen all week Bengals fans talking about how they're just happy to be there, right? And they're they're going to be they're going to have be good sports about it. They they're kind of priming themselves for for a beatdown. <laughs> it sounds like, but. Um, I can I can I can definitely keep a good attitude going into it, but I I really think it's gonna be a no brainer within the first half that the Rams are gonna go away with it because they got a lot more. To, I think Bengals have already done it. I mean they've they've already proven themselves as a good team. Uh, Burrow was struggling a lot. I think kind of getting a lot of flack in the beginning of the season, but. Um, obviously has become a star in, in his own. One thing I haven't, hasn't got a lot of attention is Joe Mixon, and nobody seems to be really paying attention to the fact that he had an okay season, but he didn't really uh, – I mean, I had him on my fantasy team, so I was watching <laughs> him like a hot ball season. So I know, for one, that he didn't really stand out, per se, but he still uh, kind of put up some numbers, Got managed to get touchdowns sometimes, but – I just think that at the end of the day, Rams are the, the best team. Well, son, I know you played in our work fantasy league, and you know how bad I did. So I got no room to talk about anybody in, in, in their fantasy league. I fortunately did okay over, over here on the ballast. Now you're on with Ed Kratz, beat writer for the Philadelphia Eagles and Inside.com, our official NFL contributor and Mo from the BS Sports Show. Uh, I'll turn the mic over to you, Hassan. Any questions for Ed or, or Mo as far as, you know, the X's and O's or any questions that you may have that you might want to get some professional advice from and not somebody like me. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> um, wow. Uh, so Ed, well, as a Rams fan, where, how can I not make sure I don't eat my own words during the game? What's something <laughs> I should stay away from? <laughs> Well, you, you certainly put yourself out there, Hassan. I mean, you know, it's, <laughs> you, it sounds like you're calling for a big Rams victory today. And we just talked about a prop bet, one of the prop bets out there that 
you know, the biggest lead in game will it be above or below 14 and a half points. It sounds like you would probably take, take the over 14 and a half points. You think they'll make that statement in the first half. Uh, you think the Rams yeah. will be up big, um, but listen, Hey, you know, the Bengals are, and Mo touched on this. They're, they're good at coming from behind. You know, they were down 20 to three against Kansas city. So, you know, maybe if the Rams do take that big lead, you can't turn off the television set too early because the Bengals have showed that ability to come back uh, and find a way to win. So, um, but yeah, I like I like the Rams, and I don't think we've gotten to our picks yet. I'm not sure we will, but I do like the Rams to win this game, um, just because I think the a big advantage they have is that this a lot of this team, and I know they brought in some hired guns like Von Miller and OBJ. Uh, during the season, but I just think that this coaching staff has been there. McVay was there just three years ago, and, you know, they laid a giant egg with just uh, three points against the Patriots defense that was very good. This Bengals defense is not that Patriots defense from three years ago, but I think that's a big advantage is kind of understanding the moment and what this game brings is, you know, the longer – timeouts, the longer halftime, you know, you really have to kind of space your emotions out and, you know, play within the confines of the rules that change from a time perspective and how you have to manage that time. So uh, it's just, to me, that's a big advantage is, is the coaches have been there. I know Zach Taylor, the Bengals coach, was a part of that Rams staff back in 18 when they were in the Super Bowl, but I just think that McVay has the upper hand in this game as far as that goes. And I think that's kind of ultimately what to me will be the, the difference. Um, that probably doesn't answer your question, Hassan, because I think, <laughs> I think it's going to be a close game. <laughs> Mo, Mo, you got anything for Hassan? Yeah, you know, I, I, I hate to say, but uh, my pick is, is going to be the same team I've ridden all the way through the playoffs. I'm taking the Bengals on a uh, – uh, game-ending field goal from McPherson. I, I, I like this team uh, too much. Yeah, they, they played terrible a lot of times early on, but I, I think you may see a, a change of fortune that, you know, L.A.'s playing at their home stadium, so they have that extra pressure on They're playing in front of what should be their home fans. It'll be the, the upper echelon, rich of their home fans, but, you know, you've got that extra pressure of playing <laughs> in your home stadium. When Tampa Bay did it last year, they only played in front of 11,000 people. So you've got the, the Rams playing at home in their city. So I think that does bring some extra added pressure to it. The Bengals, you know, it, it's almost like they're on scholarship. Nobody expected them to be here. So if they come in to win the damn thing, oh, okay, they, they feel like they're going to do it. So I'm taking the Bengals in uh, in uh, uh, a last-second uh, field goal to, to win the Super Bowl. So, Asan, I'm sorry you may be eating your words uh, come work tomorrow. <laughs> here, here, here's the thing, guys. This is, this is like Selection Sunday when everybody's sitting around waiting to see who's going to be selected for March Madness, and somehow it gets leaked. Well, that's what just happened here today, guys. We always do our picks at the end of the show, but everybody's got it in. And I, I talked about it in the in the earlier part, and Hassan knows from my from my talk on at work at, in, through the office channels here who my pick is. So, Mo, you and I agree on, 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 the, on the pick. Real quickly, Hassan, before we let you go, we really appreciate you coming and, and joining us today. You're more than welcome to hang out if you want, but we're going to uh, get back into the X and O's of, of the game. But Lincoln Riley taking over at USC. Is, has USC returned to Trojan dominance? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. I, I, think, I think you can't mention Lincoln Riley without mentioning 
our brand new shiny quarterback, right, Caleb? So um, I'm happy to see us just hitting all the right moves and uh, not falling short. I think we're just making the right moves, you know, even though we should have had a new head coach about four years ago. But, you know, better late than never. So are you and the Sacramento gang uh, joining up for a party? You're going to a party? What's what's your Super Bowl uh, agenda today, sir? Oh man, today I'm gonna I'm gonna go get brunch with the mom, with mom today uh, before the game starts. But then after that, it's just gonna be me, food, and the game. I know I might I might make an attempt at some skyline chili since everybody else is doing it. <laughs> Yeah, we were talking about it on the on the East Coast here, the Skyline Chili, which is uh, Cincinnati Chili, which is different than other. I made some chili yesterday, going to make it in a dip. It's not Skyline. Skyline's really good. If you've not ever had it, it's a good, like, three it's, – it's more of a topping of, like, for spaghetti and different types. And, and, Mo, you might know more about the Skyline than I do, uh, but Skyline Chili. But we have some people from Cincinnati area that work with us, and they were talking about making some Skyline Chili dip. Uh, so – you gonna share any of that with uh, with Benny? <laughs> oh, it, my my dog Benny, he, he doesn't wait for me to share. He he's gonna take it if he wants it. That's for sure. You, you have got to get yourself a man dog. I'm just razzing you, buddy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what what kind is he again? Yeah. So for the for the listeners, for the for the fellow people on the show here. He, he's a Maltese poodle mix. He's 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 maxed out at about ten point two pounds. Uh, he's a raging bull, but when he runs, he sounds like he's about fifty pounds. So he likes <laughs> to put weight in his and he, he 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 like he's a lot like mixing that way. He likes to put weight in his run a little bit. <laughs> We we consider Benny one of our colleagues as well. Joe, I mean, Hassan, we appreciate Now, you've been called Joe, too. Hey, thanks, so Tom. I've called Mojo, and we'll call you Joe. Go ahead. Were you going to say something, Hassan? No, thank you. Thank you so much, Tom. I'm going to head out and hit, get ready for brunch, but uh, go Rams, and thanks, guys. All right, we'll see you. Son, I and I apologize. I can't pronounce his last name, so I, I told him I'm not even going to try. Uh, but Hassan, great guy, uh, and he wanted to call in today, and I was like, sure, you're more, you're you're more than welcome uh, to uh, call in. So we've got at least one Rams if, fan that we do it. <laughs> if if, if his dog eats that chili, it may it may be like the Rams and craft the bet. I wouldn't feed uh, that dog any chili. That dog is hilarious. Um, he got it not too long ago, and it, it gets on Zoom calls with him. He's got a – I work for a company called Soligo, so he wears Soligo gear. It's actually hilarious, so it's kind of kind of funny. And I've got three big old hounds as well. Ed, you got a dog too, don't you? Yeah, I have a little dog like Kassan there. I have a, a full-bred Shih Tzu who uh, just tipped the scales at 14.6 pounds, which he's gained a couple pounds here. Uh, nice. But uh, he's getting old. You know, he'll be 14 years old. And, oh, wow. and You know, I think that's just the thing. He does a lot of eating, and he doesn't walk as far as he used to when we go for our walks. So, you know, he's starting to pack it on a little bit, 14.6. But, you know, he's he's a cool little dog, man. He's a you know, he's always under your feet and always nearby, and you know wants to be wants to be petted. But yeah, but anyway, yeah, I think he he might be rooting for the Bengals. And listen, I, I <laughs> the Rams, but I, I'm gonna I would like to see the Bengals. I 
you know, I always think back to when the Eagles won a Super Bowl in 2017. You know, they were one of the franchises that had never won a Super Bowl, and I saw how much fun it was for the city and for the fan base and, you know, just kind of an electric time uh, for the Eagle fans that won. And, I, you know, now you want to kind of see every city win a Super Bowl just for how much how great it is for the fan base of, the, of that of that team. You know, it's just so it's such a unifying thing when it happens. And, you know, I know there are several teams out there that haven't won a Super Bowl, and Cincinnati's won, and that, having gone through that with Philadelphia, it's like, you know, if a first-time team has a chance to win a, a first-time Super Bowl, then let's do it, man. Let's let's take advantage of the opportunity and go out and make it happen. And I'd love to see the Bengals do it. I just – I don't know. I just think the Rams are, you know, they're the more kind of the experienced team um, with a coach that, you know, has something to prove after his last trip here to the Super Bowl, and I just think that's kind of kind of pushed them over over the edge. But, you know, Mo makes a great point. Evan McPherson is a fantastic kicker. Um, Matt Gay is the NFC Pro Bowl kicker. He didn't play in the game, obviously, because he's getting ready for the Super Bowl. But he's been leaking oil a little bit here toward the end of the season. Uh, so I, I would favor McPherson if it comes down to a kick in this game. Yeah, I think it absolutely will come down to a kick. We didn't want to leave your dog out. Do you have a dog there, uh, Mo? Yeah, I have two. Hector, who is a Westie, who's 15, and uh, he, he's packed on the pounds, too. He'd, he'd rather just go outside and, and take a dump as opposed to going for a walk. But Gus, who is a much two. younger, <laughs> spry, spry nine, who uh, is uh, is uh, just kind of a mutt and uh, just kind of lays around all the time with his tongue hanging out. So he's, uh, he's fun. Uh, Hector is kind of old school. I think he's more of a Matthew Stafford fan, but uh, Gus is, is a, a Bengals rooter all the way. Well, yeah. I, since we're talking about our, our children, my uh, I have three dogs. Uh, and as you know, over the last year, Melissa and I merged households. So well, I had two dogs, and then Melissa has a dog, a boxer, full-blooded boxer, which is fun. If you've never owned a boxer, you've, you, you certainly are missing out on life. <laughs> I'll just put it that way. Uh, boxers are a unique breed. And then I have a uh, my big girl, and then that's Mackenzie. She is a uh, bloodhound lab mix and I'm six one. So whenever she, she can stand up on her hind legs and put her paws on my shoulders, she can look me directly in the eye. And then I have a beagle American foxhound, which is the sergeant at arms, the wild child, the zoomies. Uh, so I've got three of those, but uh, McKinsey is definitely the eat and poop dog and sleep. And she takes up one whole couch when she decides to get up on the couch, which is almost always. So if you get up to get off the couch and do something, you better believe that your spot's going to get lost. And, and when you ask her to get down, she lets you know. Like she doesn't like it. So anyway, let's get let's get back on track here. It's the Balance Annual Super Bowl Special. Two great guys, uh, a great friends of the show, Ed Kratz, beat writer for the Philadelphia Eagles, SI.com, our official NFL contributor, and Mo from the BS Sports Show. We're talking about the Rams. We're talking about the Bengals. Tony Donahue from the Tony D Podcast will be joining us here here shortly. I don't know how long you can stay on, Mo, but let's just go ahead and go around the horn. Let's talk about the Rams' defense. What do they have to do to stop Joe Burrow and the Bengals? to uh, for, to uh, get a Super Bowl win in Super Bowl 56 tonight, Mo? Well, obviously, uh, and, and I'm going to have to bounce here in a couple minutes, but I, honestly, sure. since, uh, you know, I think that 
I don't want to see the Rams defense get overconfident because they saw the ease of which other defensive lines uh, handled the Cincinnati offensive line. But, uh, you know, getting Joe Burrow as uncomfortable as possible. Uh, you know, he, we've seen Joe this season and in some of his playoff games make bad throws because he was uh, he didn't just want to throw the ball out of bounds. He wanted to make something happen still. And so I think getting him uncomfortable uh, and then obviously the big one is keeping Jamar Chase in check because that guy is a game changer. Even with a five yard out, he can change the game and, and take it to the house from anywhere on the field. So, you know, getting Joe Burrow uncomfortable and, and keeping Jamar Chase in check are going to be the two biggest things, uh, you know, and, and a lot of coaches have that thing. Oh, we're not going to let this guy beat us. And, you know, it's going to be on the other Bengals to, uh, to, to do that. But for this defense, uh, you know, keeping Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase in check because they, uh, uh, you know, have just have that that chemistry is to me the big thing for uh, this Rams team to win. Mo, I know you just said you had to bounce. We'll let you go but before you go. Let us know what what what's on the menu for the uh, uh, the uh, <laughs> the Getty's household. I don't know why I always want to call it something different. It, but go ahead. It, it, it was going to be it was going to be chicken wings, but since they went up three dollars and seventy five cents in the last week, yes, uh, I, know. I don't know. Going to be some dips of some kind. I'm going to roll over to Skyline because we have a Skyline uh, here near, and we'll have some Skyline chili. My Half of my family is from Cincinnati, so they are, are big Bengals fans, so I'm going to make sure I get some Skyline. But, uh, you know, it's going to be a, a fun, relaxing day leading up to game time, and, and the uh, I'm excited for the halftime show. It, it'll be interesting to see what happens. It's been a while since the NFL has taken a chance with, you know, not classic rock groups so, uh, or, or somebody safe uh, like Bruno Mars. So it'll be fun to see the halftime show. Uh, I have to go ahead. No, I just, I think it's going to be fun. You're going to see all these, you know, people in their forties and fifties, you know, getting all geared up for halftime. Hopefully the commercials are a little better than last year, but I'm excited to see a a, a full uh, stadium again for a Super Bowl. Uh, You know, last year, I'm glad they had it, but it wasn't the same, Uh, even though most of these people, uh, you know, could probably could care less about football who were there, but it'll be fun to see a full stadium and, uh, you know, excited for a good game, good food, and, uh, you know, uh, family and friends being around, and go Bengals. Yeah, absolutely. And real quickly, Skyline Chili, a lot of people are like, what's what's so special about this Skyline Chili? Because we were based out in San Mateo, my work, so we have a lot of people out west, and they're like, what is this Skyline Chili you guys are always talking about? In, in a brief two-second thing, there's three levels, right, of the Skyline Chili, but it's a sweet, spicy I like it that way, and, and Melissa's like, no, we got to have our chili more on the spicy, no sweet. I don't like the sweet, you know, but I like Skyline chili. It's really good. It's kind of got a, a sweetness to it, but there's like three different levels to it. Real quickly, give us the uh, rundown of a Skyline chili based in Cincinnati. Well, That's I'm, the connection I'm, there. I'm kind of boring. <laughs> I like I like mine more, more plain, but, uh, you know, cheese, onions on it, uh, but it's the brown sugar. I think is what gives it that different taste. And then eating it over the top of the uh, over the top of the spaghetti is uh, what makes it completely different. It's an acquired taste. I wasn't a fan the first time, but uh, no, I've become more accustomed to it over the years. But uh, it, it's definitely a, an acquired taste. It is that. It's great. Well, Mo, we appreciate you joining us. Where can people find your work in masterpieces, sir? Oh, I haven't put one of those out in years, but I'm still on Twitter at Mo Radio Show. If you if you want the masterpieces, follow Ed on Twitter. That's where I get all my knowledge and info between him and John McMullen. That's where I, that's where I stay informed. I love it. All right, Mo, Thanks, thank man. you. It's good to have you back on again. All right, guys, good talking to you. Have a great day. All righty. See you, Mo. Good talking to you.
Speaking of halftime shows, we're kind of that's where we're at. I know you said you you could stick around for an hour. Can you stick around a little bit longer, um, Ed? Well, I, well, I'm probably about ten thirty, a little after. I know my family is. Uh, we want to go out to brunch here, and uh, we have okay. reservations at eleven o'clock. But uh, nice. Um, well, real quickly, yeah, we were talking so, about we were we were talking about the, the halftime show. I had this all geared up already. Anyway. I think it's going to be a great halftime show. Again, I'm one of those guys in that age. If they stick to the the, the songs that they've done, of course, they, there's Snoop Dogg and there's uh, there's Eminem and there's all of these other ones that that had great hits. And in this preview that we're about to hear, it, they they talk about those. So if they stick with that, I'm good uh, with it. So we'll go to that. We'll come back and we'll get back into that. And Tony Donahue, the Tony D uh, podcast, could be joining us as well. Feel like a rap god, rap god Who thinks the arms are long enough to slap spots? Will there be truth for the blueprint? To be raised in youthful exuberance Everybody loves to root for a nuisance Sit the earth like an asteroid Need nothing but shoot for the moon sense Ah, summer lemma, do my lemma You assume I'm a human What I gotta do to get it through to you I'm superhuman, innovative And I made a rubber So that anything you say Is take a singing off of me And it'll go to you And never say anymore I know the haters are forever Waiting for the day that they can say I fell off just part of what's going on on the halftime show. Obviously, Super Bowl halftime shows have been an epic part of the game for many years. And fun fact, if 
those that want to know anything about fun facts, you think you would think that maybe they make some money. The, the NFL does not pay halftime acts, FYI. Now, I think they do get paid, like in this example, by, by Pepsi, which is the sponsor. But the NFL acts themselves actually do not pay for the halftime act. And so uh, this year we've got Jay-Z, uh, Eminem, uh, Mary J. Blige, uh, Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, and Kendrick Lamar all uh, doing uh, – well, let's just hope that they keep it to the original stuff. And I think that's just because I don't know any, any of the new stuff. Ed, what are your thoughts about the halftime show? Overhyped? <laughs> no, I, I enjoy the halftime show. Um, it's it's funny because you know I, I, one of my sidebars in my life is I'm an assistant wrestling coach at the at the high mm-hmm. school here, and we play songs as we're as we're you know training and drilling. And uh, mm-hmm. one one of the songs was the uh, "Lose Yourself" by Eminem, and I thought it was a new song. And I'm like, I go to one of the wrestlers, hey, what, what's the name of this song? I want to put it on my Spotify. I want to. I want to download this song. And he told me, and I did, and I came home, and I told my daughter, I said, you know, this wrestling, I'm getting hip, you know. I'm with the kids now, you know. I, I just downloaded this new song, and I played it, and it was Lose Yourself from Eminem. She goes, Dad, you, you know that song is from, like, 2001. And I said, what? And I thought, I thought that was, like, a new song. Like, I had no idea. So, But I love that song, and I hope they do that song, because I, I listen to that song a lot now. But, you know, that's yeah. kind of where my head is with music is, you know, I'm, I'm you know, a classic rock guy, you know, I like oh, rock and roll yeah. rock station here in Philadelphia, and I listen to that, and, you know, I got some of the newer rock stuff that's, that's out there, but, you know, I, I thought that was the new song, I, you know, but it's not, but I love it, and I didn't know it was 20 years old, but I'm looking forward to it. Hey, I, I like the old... Uh, Snoop Dogg and that sort of stuff, and but yeah, we we uh, listen to a lot of country and uh, and they don't. I wish they, you know I, I wish they could just mix it up. You know, let's let's have you know different things. You know, you were talking about Super Bowls. Uh, I, I mean, Super Bowl what wins. I always wonder why they've got to go through this Olympic type selection committee to select a city that's going to be in the Super Bowl. I mean, not that's going to host the Super Bowl. I always thought, and this is just a a, a thought. Uh, if a city's big enough to to handle an NFL team, they're big enough to handle a Super Bowl. It, it was proved with Indianapolis, a mid-market. And, and the other thing I think that maybe should be dropped into consideration, if you win a Super Bowl, you should be in a guaranteed list to be able to host a Super Bowl. Uh, example with the Indianapolis 500. If you've won an Indianapolis 500, you automatically qualify or any Indianapolis 500, as long as your car qualifies, that is. But as a driver, you're able to, to automatically go. I just thought that that would be a, a good good way for a, a lot of cities to have uh, Super Bowls. And, and I guess if you've got 32 teams in the NFL, over the next 32 years, you've got them, you've got them planned out 20 years or whatever it is now in, in advance, and maybe not that much. You could have a Super Bowl in every city. What do you, what do you think about that? Every NFL city, I should say. Yeah, I mean, some NFL cities, I guess they're equipped. Like, but certainly New England. I mean, I think it's snowing in New England today. I, I know it's snowing here in Philadelphia today. So, you know, do you well, newsflash: when you were up in or, Minneapolis for the Super Bowl, it was snowing. <laughs> so it can be done. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It was freezing. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, yeah, I guess they can. But they have, but they have a dome. You know, they're they're an indoor stadium. Like, 
So, okay, it's freezing outside, but inside, you know, you're a climate-controlled 72 degrees, whatever true. it is. That's true. Yeah, I guess. from the true. elements. So, I mean, it, it, I would lo- I'd love snow games. Like, that's why, you know, I love having the Packers when they're in the playoffs. Like, it's cold. It's snow. I mean, I love those games. But I'm not sure you want a Super Bowl where you want people to spend $7,000 per, per ticket to come and sit in, you know, eight-degree weather and sit in the snow. Yeah. I mean, I yeah, you know, I just think it, it's it's become such an event, uh, almost like an Olympics on a daily basis, and that's why they have these selection uh, committees to determine where the Super Bowl will hel- be held. I think next year it's in Arizona, you know, uh, another warm weather area with an indoor stadium. Uh, but, yeah, I, I just think that's it, is they want their showcase event to have – you know, to be as kind of antiseptic as possible. You don't want to expose yourself to the elements. I know it was in New York uh, a few years back, and uh, it was uh, the weather cooperated. But uh, you know, it's it's tough to kind of lean on the weather cooperating if you're in a Northeast type city like a Philly or a Baltimore or a New England. Uh, it's tough. It's very tough to go outside the elements at this time of the year. I mean. That, let me tell you, it's about, you know, it's probably 30 degrees here in Philadelphia, snowing, like I mentioned. I imagine it's probably doing the same in the New York and New England area. So I'm not sure you'd, you'd want your fans, fans to go sit out there. And a lot of them are <laughs> corporate sponsors. You know, they don't want to go out yeah. and, you know, freeze their, uh, you know, their, their Gucci's off. So they, they like to <laughs> have it. <laughs> well, it's not snowing, yeah, but it's so. 17 degrees here in Indianapolis. I got some hot chocolate, actually. Uh, Ed Kratz, beat writer for the Philadelphia Eagles. We didn't get time to get to the uh, other defense with the, with the Bengals and the offensive side, but Tony Donahue for the Tony D Podcast joins us uh, real quickly. Tony, how are you, sir? Good. How are we doing on the Super Bowl morning? Super Bowl morning, it's, it is. It's super, it's super cold, that's for sure. And I know you got to bounce because you got brunch uh, and stuff with your family there in Philadelphia. I want to tell you how much I appreciate you coming on. You've been a part of the show for a long time, and it's always a bittersweet saying goodbye to you on Super Bowl Sunday, but we will meet again. Well, that's right. You're coming to Indianapolis in March, so we're, we're going to have uh, drinks and dinner on you, right? Wasn't that the arrangement? <laughs> yeah. Uh... <laughs> I don't okay. think we, we, we crossed right. that bridge yet, but yeah, okay. uh, I will be there. It doesn't matter. Yeah, we're definitely getting together right, in March right. uh, when you when you're here for the combine, and uh, we'll definitely uh, get together for dinner and drinks. And you know what? I'll go ahead because I'm just that kind of a guy. <laughs> <laughs> you you are that kind of guy, Tom. I, I'll right, leave you with right. this: Rams twenty. Ram, I'll leave you with this: Rams twenty-seven, Bengals twenty. That's my final. All right. That's your final. Do with it what Rams. you want. Yeah, <laughs> we'll do with it what, what we want. Well, let's just keep a track of all the uh, of all all the uh, the picks. So uh, we appreciate you joining us. Where can people find your work and masterpieces, sir? Yeah, just follow me on Twitter at Kratzy. Uh I post all of my links right there. You can hit me on the the, the site Eagle Ma- or uh, uh, si dot com slash NFL slash Eagles. All right, buddy. We appreciate you. Have a good Super Bowl. Right. Yeah, See you ya. too. Bye. Ed Kratz, beat writer for the Philadelphia Union Insight.com, our official NFL contributor. Always good to have him on, but we say goodbye to him today. Tony Donahue, we say hello to you in a cold Indianapolis morning here. Uh, like I said, I got some hot chocolate. How are you doing today, sir? Good. How are we doing? Fantastic. I'm excited. I got those squares from you, so 
I'm expecting you to to make me a wealthy man this afternoon, sir. <laughs> That's always we'll a goal, about, right? But that, that means you that means you have to uh, buy dinner, right? That's right. <laughs> Somehow I'm the one who always ends up buying dinner. Anyway, uh, Tony Don here with the Tony D podcast. Let's jump right into this. Obviously, we've been giving a lot of love uh, to the Bengals. One, they're in a, an underdog, great quarterback uh, scenario. And we were kind of going through the defenses. We didn't get to the offensive yet. We left off with the Rams, where you can add any notes if you want. But let's get, uh, before we get into some of these matchups, let's talk a little bit about uh, the the uh, Bengals' defense. And if you want to add anything to the Rams' defense, go right ahead. Yeah, the Rams seem like they have the better defense right there. They're a team that's kind of built around um, their defense and, and then just having a quarterback that can – that can they cannot you know take the game away from them in management and you get you bring in Matt Stafford uh, to try to bring this team to the Super Bowl you knew Jared Goff wasn't going to be able to do that and 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 that's what he's done he's got a lot of weapons uh, I think the Bengals defense is going to have a lot in front of them today um, they're going to have to stop the the pass Matt Stafford has has taken so long to get to this point in his career so um, I I think if you're the Rams if you're the Rams offensively you just need to go right after that secondary of the Bengals today. You know, we were talking about just uh, the MVP of the Super Bowl. It always says, typically, it goes to the quarterback of the winning team. But we were talking about just some other possibilities, and Von Miller being one of those possibilities that could. And he did get the MVP of the Super Bowl when the Broncos went. But I I guess I'm going to stir the pot a little bit there and do a hot take here. I am not a big fan of giving the MVP of the Super Bowl to a hired gun. What are your thoughts on that? Because let's call it what it is. Von Miller is a hired gun for the Rams. Yeah, but I mean the MVP of that game is just simply that game. So if 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 they're wreaking havoc and Aaron Donald's in the backfield and laying down Gerald Burrow a bunch of times, gets a few sacks. I mean, if that's the difference in the game, that's where the MVP is going to go. But like you said, more than likely. If the Rams win this thing, it'll be Matt Stafford. If the Bengals win, it'll be Joe Burrow. It usually, a nine out of ten times, seems like it goes to the quarterback. Okay, let's talk about the Bengals. Obviously, you were here in Indianapolis with me. We know a lot of people are rooting for the Bengals, my, myself included. I'm on that bandwagon. I still love the Colts, but they, they aren't there, and we'll talk about them in the as we get into the offseason. But the Bengals are there. They scrapped their way all the way there. It was not given to them. Uh, they are truly the underdog, but they are also a dog in the fight, and they're going to bring a fight. And Joe Burrow is one of the key leaders to that. He has an opportunity today, and I believe, and maybe you can fact-check me on this, we were trying to decide if Joe Montana was in this mix, but I believe, if I'm right, Joe Burrow – is the only quarterback, if he wins tonight, to get the full triple crown trifecta in that he won the Heisman, National Championship, and a Super Bowl. Uh, I could be wrong on that, but he's certainly in a very select few, maybe with Joe Montana, uh, maybe. Uh, But for a fact, I know that he would be one of the few anyway, if not the only quarterback, to get that. Uh, trifecta. We like to make fun of him a little bit with his me with memes and stuff, but Joe Burrow wins everywhere he goes. That's why he left Ohio State to go to go to LSU. Joe Burrow as a quarterback and a Super Bowl uh, first round over round uh, pick. Well, I guess they both were first over round pick overall. But Joe Burrow and the Bengals lead the offense of the Bengals. Talk with us about Joe Burrow and the the Bengals uh, offense. I mean, they are huge. Uh, uh, in the in in the offensive uh, field, you know, with 
Burrow and Mixon and Jamar Chase, obviously the rookie of the year there. So uh, the weapons that the offense has with the Bengals, what say you, sir? Yeah, I mean, you look, I, I think Montana won a national championship at a Super Bowl, but I don't think he ever won the highest. That's, what, I, that's um, what we were thinking. You, you've got you've got Boyd and Higgins that are like your third and fourth options. That I think Boyd is what six foot four, Higgins is six foot five. You just throw it up to those guys. Jamar Chase has obviously had a lot of uh, a lot of success so far this year, and and Joe Burrow just progressively just checks his check downs. I mean, you know, going on the road, everybody says, well, it's it's going to be tough for them to win today, but I mean, they've won on the road during the playoffs, you know, um, outside of the home one against the Raiders, you go to Tennessee, you pick up a victory, then you go to the Chiefs where you're down 21 to six and it's, it's about over. And, and you think that, that that's, that's all she wrote. And then they build their way all the way back up. So um, it's been a really good uh, run here for the Bengals. I think it ends today because I am taking the Rams. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, they're, um, they're kind of showing that they're a team that, um, it's here to stay for a while, and, and, and they've proven, unlike a lot of AFC teams, that they can go on the road to beat the Chiefs in the playoffs. Well, it's going to be exciting to see whoever wins. But let's let's face it, the Rams, their their journey, it wasn't given to them either. And let's talk about their offense. That's where we're left off at. Uh, with the Rams and the offense, Matthew Stafford uh, is, you know, certainly a, a quarterback to contend with. He's going to have to win through the air. He's going to have to throw the uh, throw the, the the ball. And of course, they got Sonny Michael and Coop. Let's let's face it, Coop is going to have to be double teamed. We'll see if Mike Hilton uh, can can make that happen. Uh, and who the Bengals are going to have to come and double team Coop. And so uh, Matthew Stafford's going to have to win in the air if he's going to win with the what what he's got because of what I believe is where all the talent is, is he's going to have to utilize some of the best wide receivers in, in the league. Uh, what are your thoughts about the offense of the LA Rams? Yeah. I mean, I think Matt Stafford has came just such a, such a long way and, and everybody, you know, everybody and their brother has, has defensively schemed for Cooper cup and, and what they can do. Um, and they, he still gets free. He still breaks open, and, and 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 he still knows how to run those routes to get open. So I expect another big day today out of Cooper Cup. Can you limit everybody else? Can you limit Odell Beckham Jr.? Can you limit some of the running game? Um, because you know Cooper Cup's more than likely going to get his. Well, he's definitely going to going to get his, and and so the thing about Cooper Cup, I mean. It, well, you you were in fantasy football with, with in our league. I don't know if you actually had him, but I mean he was a beast. Uh, I, I think he scored more points, maybe except for Jonathan Taylor in fantasy football this year. I could be wrong on that about that. But what makes him so good? I mean, is it speed? Is it just raw talent? When you look at Coop, I mean, there's just really nothing this guy can't accomplish. Yeah, and I think that you look at a guy that, um, you, you know, we remember when 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 Wes Welker was was catching all these passes from from um, Tom Brady, right? And he was about five foot eight, five foot nine. But Cooper has that speed and stays that low to the ground. Yet he's six foot two. So you know, eleven catches against the Niners, nine catches against Tampa. He had five catches and a touchdown against Arizona. Remember in that Monday night playoff game. So um, he scored four touchdowns so far in the postseason. I would be shocked if he didn't score one today. 
What do you think about Matthew Stafford now? Uh, when the, he was traded from the Lions to the Rams, a lot of people were saying, okay, this is what they're doing. They're beginning to back up the Brinks truck. We're going to buy our way in uh, to a Super Bowl. The way people used to say we're going to buy the Yankees, are going to buy their way into a World Series. Do you think the Rams bought their way into the Super Bowl? No. Uh, they, they've, I mean, Cooper Cup's the guy that they drafted. Yeah, they went out and they played the free agency market well. Um, and they knew that they had a team that could win it in the next two years. So that's why they went out and got Matt Stafford. They made the moves. They knew that that uh, golf was not the guy to do it. Um, you go out and get a guy like Von Miller, Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, Sonny Michelle. I mean, yeah, you went out and got some guys, but sometimes sometimes you draft to win it. Sometimes you, you go pick up free agents and, 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 and trades. I mean, look at the Pacers. The Pacers aren't going to get it done in the draft, so they got to go make moves and, and try to get some trades. So uh, a lot of good players on that team. I, I wouldn't necessarily say that they bought it. You still got to go out there and win it, um, and, and that's what I think they do today. Tony Donahue, the Tony D Podcast, and BurnoutSports.com. Sorry, I forgot that earlier, sir, but I, 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 got, it, I got it right. I got it in there this time. You know, we look at the Bengals and some fun people to watch. You know, we look at uh, uh, Mike Hilton. Uh, he used to be with Pittsburgh quarterback, one of the greatest quarterbacks with Cincinnati or with in the NFL. Let's face it, in the NFL. He says that Cooper Cup is not going to be a major problem for him and that he could cover him uh, and is completely confident with that. That's great. You should have confidence. Your quarterback should have very a lot of confidence that they can cover one, one of the best receivers in the league. My question is, do the Bengals believe that? And if that's not the case, they're going to have to double team Coop. What do you think if you're in the in the war room uh, and you're and you're doing game plan and you're planning for this game and you know the Cup's going to be a huge major problem, even if you do have one of the best cornerbacks in the league in Mike Hilton, uh, you got to believe it's a double team and not leave him out there all alone with Mike Hilton. Yeah, then you got guys that you know can still beat him. And Robert Woods is a good is a good wide receiver. Von Jefferson has, has made some big catches as we know. Uh, Odell's still out there. Um, you've got good tight end play. Higby's a pretty good tight end. So, I mean, even if you limit uh, what Cooper Cup does, which is going to be very hard to do, you still have to look after some of these other guys um, like Daryl Henderson out of the backfield, like Robert Woods who can make catches, and, and Von Jefferson who is who is also a big target, and he might be the guy that has to step up um, and do something if they are going to double team and try to take away Cooper Cup. Why we still got you here, uh, uh, because coming up next, we've got a recorded segment uh, with Walt Ferber from WIT down in Jasper. Big Bengals fan. You know Walt, don't you, Tony? I absolutely know Walt. He is one heck of a guy. Heck yeah, he is. So we, were, we, we caught up with him earlier this week, and so we're going to get into his segment. But I do want to ask you just a couple quick questions here, uh, just on the X's and O's of the game. Rams, Bengals, uh, streaks, weaknesses. Uh, what are you seeing? What are you watching for as you're watching this game today? Like you said, I think I think the big thing is, is can Matt Stafford finish off this career that he's been trying and searching desperately for a Super Bowl and got out of Detroit, which was a bad situation for him? Can they limit Cooper Cup? And will Joe Burrow blink? I mean, this is a guy who obviously has won a national championship. He's gotten here, and he just hasn't seemed to – you're just kind of waiting for Joe Burrow to make that mistake or – 
or to, to blow the game. And, and we saw them get down, what, 21 to six two weeks ago and, and march all the way back. So Joe Burrow hasn't blinked yet. So I'm excited to see what, um, what he can do. Tony, I know you follow the money lines, and you follow, and we've had uh, Scott Lamb from down in Evansville, a good friend of the show, on earlier today, and then uh, uh, Mo from the BS Sports Show was on in the last segment and was talking a little bit about, you know, the money line and the betting, and so I wanted to give you the opportunity as well. And I will confess, this is the first time this year that I've made a bet on the Super Bowl uh, in years, and it's the first time I've ever used one of these. Uh, uh, I use DraftKings, uh, free promotion there for them, uh, but uh, sportsbook. And a little bit different, and I actually had to call, uh, even though I kind of understand, but I, I had to call my friend, and he, he walked me through. So you know, we'll see what the 25 or $30 can do for me. I did bet for the uh, Bengals to win, and then the over and over, under for, for the Bengals. Uh, and, and it's a drafting, and I still got a little money left in my account where I can do some prop bets or whatever. I know you follow this a lot. Uh, what kind of recommendations maybe do you have for the novice better? What would you recommend if they open up the uh, the sports book, whatever their choice might be, uh, to to go with with the Super Bowl tonight, prop bets or whatever? I took, uh, I think a good prop bet is the opening kickoff could be a, a touchback. Um, I also took, as I always do, the the over of the national anthem and the coin flip to end in tails. So I usually do about 10 bucks on those three bets. And by kickoff, by the start of the first play, I kind of know if I'm up or down 30 bucks or wherever I'm at. Usually I like to go with the first pass uh, to be incomplete because the jitters are still going. And sometimes you find a guy seven, eight yards downfield and, and he drops it or you overthrow him. So I've got Rams winning 24, 17. I think Matt Stafford ends up the MVP after throwing the game-winning touchdown pass, but 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 I, I, I like the Bengals. Wouldn't be mad if they won. I just want to see a good game, as I think everybody else does too. Absolutely. What's on your menu? You got some skyline chili going on. What's going on? You going going to a uh, party? Going you going to a bar? We're going Pacer game, and then we're uh, going to go watch it at some friend's house, and I'm sure there'll be plenty of uh, chips and dip. Yeah. Well, we'll get back into the NBA talks. A lot of stuff happened in the NBA draft this week, and we'll get into that next week. Also. Obviously, Daytona 500 talk. Tony Donahue from the Tony D Podcast and BurnoutSports.com. Where can people find your work and masterpieces, sir? Yep, BurnoutSports.com. Follow me on Twitter at Tony D. Indy. Good luck with your sport today. Yeah, we'll see what happens, right? (laughs) I'm going to text you every five minutes. Is that all right? No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) All right, buddy. We'll talk to you later. Tony Donahue of the Tony D Podcast, BurnoutSports.com. It's been a great Super Bowl special. Thank you, Scott Lamb from down in Evansville, good friend of mine and Rick Riggins, and uh, good to have him on the show and talk a little bit about the betting and just about the, the game itself. And then we had a recorded segment with Adam Jebedin. Uh he, he does co-pilot for us at College Football, big Ohio State Buckeyes guy, and is certainly a Super Browns uh, fan. And then we had uh, Mo from the BS Sports Show back on. Been a long time since we've had him on. Ed Kratz, beat writer for the Philadelphia Eagle, our official uh, NASCAR contributor, my friend and colleague, Hassan called in from California talking about the, the Rams. And we just had Tony Donahue of the Tony D podcast on uh, talking about that. If we've got everybody's picks, we're going to get it up on social media uh, right after this show. So right now, I tell you what, we're going to end the show, and I'll be back at the end of this segment uh, with a, a, a great friend of the show. Uh, Walt Ferber, he is a 
Broadcaster Hall of Fame from WITZ in Jasper. Uh, and if you've never met Walt, well, you, you've really missed out on one of the greats in radio and one of the good friends that we have in the show. And it's it's difficult to get him uh, for a lot of reasons. So we don't get him a lot, but when we do get him, we always want to make sure that, that we uh, are able to, to get him on. So we caught up with him yesterday. Uh, yesterday morning uh, and, and talked with him about the Super Bowl. Here's what he had to say. We'll be back on, on, on the other end of this to wrap up the show. Super Bowl with us. We don't interfere with any of your festivities. We've been doing this uh, for years. For years! Thank you, Ed Kratz, beat writer for the Philadelphia Eagles and SI.com for joining us earlier. Adam Jividen also joined us to break down uh, the Bengals and the Rams. But joining us now is a very good friend of the show and a very, very special friend, fan of the Cincinnati Bengals, Mr. Walt Ferber, WITZ, down in Jasper, Indiana. How are you, sir? Good morning. Doing well, Tom, and always better when I'm talking to you, buddy. <laughs> I appreciate it. You don't even have to wear a mask when you talk to me. You know, I, I, I want to I take you back. Uh, to January 1989. Phil Collins had the top song in America, Two Hearts. Tom Cruise and Dustin Hoffman uh, were in the Rain Man. And in Cincinnati, Ohio, the Bengals were headed to the Super Bowl for the second time. And they played Miami facing the, uh, and in San Francisco. Uh, but long wait since 1989. And you have the weapons to, to have it. So as a fan right now, we'll break down all the X's and O's here in a second. I know because I follow you on Facebook. You were super excited to see uh, the Bengals in the Super Bowl. A lot of people around this area, I live in Indianapolis. I know you're down in Jasper, are excited for the Cincinnati Bengals. Tell us what you're, what you're feeling right now. Well, it's, it's, it's something. Uh, I've been a Bengals fan since they were an expansion club of the National Football League. And uh, have followed them a long time. Have, <clears throat> pardon me, been a little frustrated with uh, yes. the lack of success the sure. team has had over a period of years. But uh, Joe Burrow being brought into the River City and uh, bringing his uh, his old running mate Jamar Chase, they've brought a new excitement uh, to the team. They have energized uh, the city of Cincinnati. And I am extremely, uh, extremely happy with with what the team has, uh, what the team has done, and uh, the way the ownership and the team have handled the success this year. Uh, they're turning in what could to be uh, be uh, not only a successful team for this year, but with the building blocks they have. <coughs> pardon me, Tom. They could be successful no, for a very long period of time. Well, I tell you what, you got to like Joe Burrow. He's got a lot of pizzazz. Uh, the memes that, that, that go around are plentiful with Joe Burrow. The one I like is where he's wearing his chain and the big coat, and it says, hey, the Super Bowl shuffle's already happened or something. But he is a great quarterback. He wins everywhere he goes. The second-year quarterback has the Bengals playing in their first Super Bowl, as I mentioned, since 1988, with a chance to give Cincinnati its first 
franchise uh, Super Bowl. Uh, a win in Super Bowl 56 over the Rams would also make Burrow one of the most accomplished players in college and NFL. Uh, he, we, if he does get the trifecta, it would be the first time to ever be able to do that and get, to get a Super Bowl, a national uh, championship, and a Heisman Trophy. So talk with us a little bit about quarterback uh, Joe Burrow. And let's talk about the matchup. Let's get into the X's and O's. Matthew Stafford is also a very accomplished quarterback. Actually, there's a little bit of similarity between the two in some ways. The thing that I like about Joe Burrows is uh, he, he's, he's always going to play with a little bit of chip on his shoulder, and he still remembers that he was not good enough to be the starting quarterback at Ohio State and that even to become a starting quarterback at the Division One level, he had to do, uh, went to LSU and uh, I, I, there's a part of him that always remembers that part where he's not good enough. And I think there is a confidence in what Joe Burrows does, uh, but there is not what I would call an over-arrogance. So you've got both the quarterbacks, Joe Burrows for the Bengals and Matthew Stafford for the, for the Rams, that, uh, that have a little chip on their shoulders. I tell you, Stafford had uh, a great deal of statistical success with the Detroit Lions, but was known, <coughs> pardon me, as never being able to win the big game. So both these quarterbacks, I think, have some similarities. Uh, Burroughs uh, has ice water in his veins, does not have, does not have a problem in stepping up to the uh, to the big moment, and I think is really relishing uh, being from Ohio originally himself. I think he's relishing the opportunity to resurrect this Bengals franchise, and uh, I think he's happy right where he is. And uh, it's going to be it's going to be a heck of a ball game. And uh, you know the way I look at it, Cincinnati's kind of playing with house money, as they have been the last several weeks. Mm-hmm. So. Sure. For the most part, whatever happens, as long as uh, he doesn't get injured tomorrow, it, it, or, it, for, the, for the Super Bowls we're doing this, I should say, today, uh, it's going to be a good day. Yeah, absolutely. And I do appreciate, you know, for the record, you are taping with us on Saturday and uh, with the show, uh, the specials on Sunday. Uh, but we do appreciate you, you joining us. Another, this, this field is full of really talented players. L.A. went out, backed up the, the Brinks truck, if you will, and got some of the most talented players in the NFL. Hopefully for them, you know, I speaking from the neutral aspect here in a minute, I will, I mean, later on, I will be given, uh, my pick, but I think everybody knows pretty much who my pick is, and we think the same. Uh, we think the same thoughts, Walter. I'll just uh, leave it at that. Uh-huh. Uh, but it, it, it's been a scrappy uh, kind of a playoff se- season. I mean, really, the Rams are have been nipping. Let's just say both teams worked their way in there and scrapped their way in there, and 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 that was because of the beast that they have on both sides of, of the ball. We talked about uh, Sonny Michael and Joe Mixon, two. Very, very good, uh, talented uh, players. But I like Joe Mixon. Heck, I mean, he did me good in uh, fantasy football, so we, we gotta <laughs> like him a little bit. <laughs> well, Joe, I, I'm happy. I'm happy for Joe Mixon. He uh, he's been a staple on this Bengal squad for several years. Actually, moved into the starting lineup 
And uh, when you look at what Mixon has done, combination of a running and passing game for the Bengals, uh, the offensive line is uh, is a work in progress. Let's just say with Cincinnati, the, these guys work very very hard. They uh, play team football. They're honestly a little better run blockers than they are pass blockers. Mixon has been able to find the hole and accelerate and has been able to make some lemonade, so to speak. And uh, uh, in the quarterback spot, Burrow, uh, most of the tosses he has, uh, Joe Burrow has become very adept at getting rid of the football quickly. So you're not going to, with Cincinnati, you're not going to do any more than count one to two and uh, Burrow's going to get rid of the football. But uh, uh, the overall talent, I mean, if you're looking at overall talent on the board, uh, when you look at uh, at both offensive and defensive sides of the football, the line, the receivers, and everything, uh, there's more depth and there's more talent, uh, no doubt about that, in, in with the Los Angeles Rams. But if you look at what uh, the Bengals have gone up against the last two weeks, and facing the number one and the number two seed, uh, they've faced teams with superior talent for the last two weeks. So, uh, it, like I said, it's it's, it's going to be fun. And I, from what I've seen and, and heard around the Bengals uh, program, <coughs> they are uh, they're going in with house money uh, for the football game today. They're going to be loose, and I think the fact that there's going to be a lot pressure, less pressure on the Bengals and the Rams is, I think, going to really play into the hands of the Bengals. Talking with Walt Ferber from down in WITZ in Jasper land. Uh, let me ask you this real quick, uh, Walt, before we get into some of these other uh, uh, X's and O's. Would it be bigger for you for the Bengals to win the Super Bowl than the St. Louis Cardinals to win the World Series? I think I know your answer, but I want to—I thought I'd ask you anyway. That would be that would be close, uh, uh, and uh, you know, and I'm going for, for for two. I've become close with the St. Louis Cardinals. They uh, they allowed me to throw out the first pitch uh, the year I before last yeah. in a game with the Chicago Cubs. So I'm forever grateful to the Cardinals for that. I have a lot of friends that are Cardinals fans. My uh, country station, our country station. WQKZ is a Cardinals affiliate, so I'm happy with with them. I've been a Bengals fan since the inception, and my new daughter-in-law, my youngest son John, uh, married Carrie. Uh, it's been a, a year and a half back now. She is from Cincinnati, and uh, is a, lo- a long-time Bengals fan herself. Grew up in Cincinnati, uh, went to college at the University of Dayton. And uh, that's kind of a family thing. I have an ally in my family now with the Bengals, so I can say from from a familial standpoint, with uh, with my my youngest son and daughter in law, uh, it would be it would be a little better to see the Bengals win win the Super Bowl championship. But uh, but uh, a lot of friends with the Cardinals, uh, they have been very very good to me over the years, and would certainly be happy to see the Cardinals win a World Series. So it's kind of a push, maybe a, maybe a slight edge for the Bengals uh, tomorrow. 
I think you know this about me. I'm also a very, very big Cardinals fan. I've been following them uh, since I was a, a child, you know. But, uh, yeah. And so, Walt Farber, Hall of Fame uh, uh, radio broadcaster. Now, Walt, you grew up in New Albany, didn't you? That is correct. That's what I thought. See, I'm up, I'm up on the Walt, Walt uh, Farber trivia. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know there was such thing. <laughs> we just started it. I'll write, I'll write the book about it. Let's get back to the X's and O's. We, we, we talk about Cooper Coop. And I mean, again, fantasy football god there. And, and uh, uh, Jamar Chase. Good matchups between these two. Another big, uh, two big beasts on the field. Uh, you got to like what Jamar Chase is doing. Uh, talk with us a little bit about Coop because, I mean, you got to think that the Bengals are going to have to double-team this guy and maybe throw in Wilt or whatever to, to, to make that happen. But if they double-team, that's going to create a serious defensive hole for the Bengals that the Rams could manipulate. So you can't take Coop very, very seriously. Well, well, the, yes and, and no. Cup's a, a, is a heck of an athlete and a wide receiver. But uh, it seems to me, if I remember correctly, the Rams also picked up this fella who used to play for the New York Giants, uh, Odell Beckham Jr., that may be considered the best, one of the best pure receivers uh, in the history of the National Football League. Oh yeah. So if you if oh, you yeah. if you double up on him, I don't like the idea myself. I think that Beckham could end up doing more damage to the Bengals and Cup in, in, in that game tomorrow. So. Uh, it is going to be – what is going to be very, very important for the Bengals is getting pressure on Matthew Stafford and making Matthew Stafford uncomfortable. With the receiving core that they have, uh, if Stafford's able to eat his lunch in the backfield, it's going to be a tough day for the, for the Bengals. <clears throat> but Matthew Stafford, uh, who has been a nice difference from them, is let us say not the most mobile uh, mobile quarterback in the history of the National mm-hmm. Football League, and I foresee uh, some uh, from the defensive front the Bengals put out some stunts, uh, some blitzes, <coughs> and doing pardon me doing everything they can to make sure that Mr. Stafford is maybe spending part of the day on the seat of his pants and is not comfortable. And if he's not able to get rid of the football or throw comfortably, it really doesn't matter uh, how good his receiving core is. Well, one thing you can you can hope for, we all like the birth of new babies. Uh, Odell Beckman Jr. is on standby for the birth of his first child. He says he's going to play. We're going to assume that he will. But, you know, the birth of a, of a first child, they said that, yeah, there's also – Talk that he may uh, not be at the game, so maybe you can hope for the birth of a new baby. We all we all like to have a new. I baby. would be very I would be very surprised if Odell if Odell Beckham too. Jr. is not at the Super Bowl. I, I definitely would. Would, would be, be very very surprised. Well, even if it wasn't Odell Beckham Jr., you don't get the opportunity to go to the Super Bowl a lot. Yeah. In your career, and like, well, unless you're Tom Brady, but that's a, that's another story. Uh, but uh, you know, so I, I would think that he would be. You know, you gotta sometimes these social media stories. You know, you know how they can get out of hand. Let's talk a little bit about the injuries. The Rams are dealing more with the injuries than the Bengals, and your Bengals really the only one that I see here that that 
I think might even be an issue, and that, and that's uh, your uh, 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 tight end. Um, well, I got a brain fart, and I can't pronounce his name. Help me out, uh, Walt. Uzamata. Uzamata. That's right. He is supposedly <laughs> recuperating well, and from what I heard, it's a game-time decision, but it looks pretty good for him to play. All right, fantastic. We've been talking with Walt Ferber, WITC, down in Jasper, uh, been following the Bengals his whole life, uh, you know, from down there in New Albany, and I know you've been in radio since the early 70s, so you've seen it all, been there, done it all, but this today – because we're taping this, so, but today, uh, the Bengals and the Rams, uh, let's go ahead and get your official pick. We usually wrap them all up together, but we're tape- we had to tape you and Adam, uh, so uh, let's go ahead and get your official pick. I-, I think I might know what it is, but let's go ahead and hear it officially from Walt Ferber. <laughs> okay, ba- Bengals are going to pull it off their first Super Bowl win. 33-27 will be the final. Oh, I think it's going to be a scrappy. I don't think it's going to be another one of these overtime wins that both teams experienced in, in the playoffs. Let's talk real quickly about the playoffs in itself and how they get, how each team got there. Because, you know, the Rams and the Bengals scrapped their way all the way through the playoffs. And let's, let's face it, probably you included, when they went into overtime, I thought, oh, my God, here comes Patrick Mahomes going to do what Patrick Mahomes does. Is it, did you have that thought pattern? Uh, a little bit, but uh, but I also know that whatever adjustments the uh, the defensive folks for Cincinnati made, uh, Patrick Mahomes looked like Patrick Mahomes in the first half, and in the second half he was off balance. The co- the the Bengals defense kept him off balance big time in the second half, and they as I was talking about her, about what I wanted to see them do against Stafford, they made Mahomes uncomfortable. And the the uh, I wasn't vastly surprised because he was throwing off his back foot a good portion of the second half and watching uh, watching that interception. So uh, I had a pretty good feeling all the way around it. You know, once the Bengals got the game in in OT, I had a good feeling that they were gonna uh, no matter what they were gonna get the victory. Well, I tell you what, I. <laughs> You had a lot more confidence uh, than I did, that's for sure. But and you know what, I had I I, I got sucked in, just like with all the the play by play in the national media when they were showing uh, uh, Patrick Mahomes just kind of in a way sort of beat his chest when he went to overtime. Because I mean, we we just think about how they put the Bucks out and how how just Patrick Mahomes. I mean, I just thought I said Bucks. I meant Bill. Uh, I got it all backwards. My brain is fried. Uh, but either which way, who would have expected in those, in those new overtime rules would have actually played for the benefit of uh, the uh, uh, Kansas City Chiefs, although I guess the Bills should have never been there in the first place. But, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we, could, we could rewind all, all, day, all day long. Real quickly here before I, I let you go, just a couple things here. Uh, the Colts, I know you're in Indiana with me. Are my Colts out, gone, a lot of changes going on. What do you observe about the Colts? Obviously, Carson Wentz is something that needs to be talked about. To my knowledge right now, he's still going to be there. But you got to know that, that the Colts are going to try to woo 
guys like Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, and what have you, uh, to the Colts. If they can do it, I don't know. That getting rid of Carson Wentz is going to be a, a big hefty uh, thing. Matt Uberflus went up to the Bears, so we've you know we've got a new defensive coordinator. There's some other changes that are probably coming. As you look at the Colts season, disappointing start, disappointing loss. The sandwich in the middle, the meat in the middle, pretty good. Uh, there's not a you know I'm not as big a Carson Wentz hater. As, as many, I think that he kind of struggled a little at the end of the of the year. I don't think there's a lot that has to be fixed. They still have one of the best offensive lines in the National Football League. Uh, Taylor was the FedEx uh, running back of the year in the NFL. Uh, you know, I, I would not be crushed if they have to have Carson Wentz behind center. I really don't know if uh, if Indianapolis would what I would call be a a spot that Aaron Rodgers would want to end up in. But, uh, you know, there are only so many really good quarterbacks in the National Football League. Uh, I don't see Andrew Luck coming out of retirement. Uh, so, in essence, if it's not going to be a horrible thing if Carson Wentz is back another year. Uh, I think that uh, he is better than a lot of quarterbacks in the NFL. And with a ground-heavy uh, attack. There's there's no reason that the Colts can't have a successful season. They stubbed their toe at the wrong time. They threw their clanker in the wrong game against the Jacksonville Jaguars, and it ended up costing them. But uh, I don't think they have a a whole lot of distance to go to get better. And I'm looking forward. I think they'll have a great year next year. Tom Brady's retirement. Any comments? I have not ever been a Tom Brady fan. <laughs> But I do respect what he's done. What what he accomplished yeah. in the National Football League is incredible. I don't know if he's retired. I've heard plans that uh, he's working to become a San Francisco 49er, and uh, ah. would not be surprised. Would not be surprised if uh, oh. Brady is back in the NFL. But if he's retired, he's certainly a man that has deserved that, that deserves to be able to to uh, chalk it down. I had not heard that rumor, but, you know, if it comes from Walt Ferber, there's got to be some truth in there somewhere. Uh, today, are you going to have yourself some Cincinnati chili? What's on your Super Bowl menu, sir? Well, it's a, it's a quiet day. Uh, and like I said, I, I, my voice is not at 100%. Uh, my wife and I are both battling a little bit of illness. I'm coming off pneumonia the last couple of oh. weeks. So we're going to have a low-key day and... Uh, my wife, who's put up with me for over 40 years, has a special menu planned, and uh, we're we're going to hang with uh, we're going to hang with uh, our new dog Josie and our two cats, nice. and uh, have a nice peaceful day, and hopefully celebrate a, a Bengal Super Bowl. And my guess is we'll probably have some FaceTime with uh, with uh, my youngest son and his wife Carrie. Uh, in Sullivan Island, South Carolina, where they are nice. now, and uh, it, 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 it's going to be it's going to be a good day, and uh, hopefully we can enjoy uh, a Bengals victory. But it's going to be a good Sunday, certainly any way you any way you look at it. Well, I, I've seen pictures of Josie. It looks like a, a good friend for you, and you're a good friend of the show, Walt Ferber. I hope you get to feeling better, and I hope that the Cincinnati Bengals 
get a victory, and we can all celebrate that together. And I hope you have yourself a great uh, Super Bowl day. Thank you for joining us on a Saturday morning to take this. And, again, I hope you get to feeling better. My thoughts and prayers are with you and your family. Tom, it is always a pleasure. (laughs) All right, buddy. We'll talk with you soon. Thank you. Walt Ferber of WITZ down in Jasper. What a great show it's been today. Thank you guys for joining us. Scott Lamb from down in Evansville, uh, Indiana, good friend of the show. Uh, come on, talk with us about the Bengals and the Rams and um, some prop bets and just a good conversation with him. Tape conversation with Adam Jevedin, super Browns fan and uh, uh, Buckeyes fan. He's our college football co-pilot. Always glad to have him on and get his uh, perspective on the game uh, with the Bengals and uh, the Rams. And then Mo from the BS Sports Show joined the show. I hadn't been on for a while. So glad to have him back with us today. Ed Kratz, our official NFL contributor, beat writer for the Philadelphia Eagles and SI.com. Tony Donahue of the Tony D Podcast and BurnoutSports.com. And Walt Ferber uh, of uh, WITZ and Jasper. And friend and colleague Hassan called out in to talk about his uh, pick of the Rams. Speaking of picks, we've got all uh, we've got all the picks. Uh, ready to go, and we're going to get them up on uh, up on the uh, up on the Twitter and on on the Facebook. My name is Tom Marquis, El Presidente. My official pick is the Cincinnati Bengals. Going to be rooting for them. We're going to go out with the hype video of Joe Burrow. My name is Tom Marquis, El Presidente. Enjoy your Super Bowl. Have fun. Don't drink and drive. It isn't cool. I'm out of here. Deuces. There's no going back. Joe Burrow now with his first opportunity at quarterback. Backed up J.T. Barrett, lost the job there to Dwayne Haskins. Just some some quarterback from Ohio that came in, Clyde. Not everybody wanted him. Justin Jefferson, two-star recruit, Thad Moss transfer, me transfer. to see Joe Burrow working tonight. Boy, did Joe have a great week last week. Five touchdowns, only four incompletions in the debut of this new offense. Like I said earlier, just, just a kid from Ohio coming down, chasing a dream.